0: hey
1: everybody welcome to episode 39 of Video game apocalypse we're really getting up there with this thing pretty soon we'll be in the triple digits not that soon i suppose we're only about halfway there anyway Still another year i'm your host michael Raparez with me in the kitchen studio are dave rudden and tyler wild and
2: and lewis
1: And later on, we're going to have a special guest (laughs) to talk about a new release. But for the meantime, we traditionally begin our shows with a top five. And since this is Halloween and it's time to be extra spooky, I decided to pick playable werewolves. Why not? We've already done playable zombies. Uh, Let's see how the other half lives. The lycanthrope half. (laughs) <laughs> you know, a couple games have come out recently that really uh, drove home the value of playable werewolves, so I wanted to address at least one of them in this. So let's get started.
3: Number five The curse of the werewolf can turn a man into a pitiful creature, unable to control their own actions, their own fate, but not this man. His pride led him to train in the martial arts, to perfect his fighting, to go beyond his limits, and regain control over his destiny, his life.
1: Unable to control their one. own bowels. <laughs> <laughs> that is, of course, John Talbain from Darkstalkers. I say, of course, as if anybody recognizes that. Like a lot of older school werewolves. He didn't really have a lot of sounds that we could use to identify him, yes. apart from maybe this, and also this.
4: So he's good at barking in front of jazz. Yeah, yeah.
1: He made, but he made that that howl a lot. That was pretty much one of his only uh, sounds. Yeah, that he made his but jazz name. Jazz so name. he he was John, John Talbain was kind of like if if Bruce Lee had become a werewolf. That he, he like wears uh, karate pants or if. kung fu pants. Yeah. Well, okay, good point. <laughs> it, it was it was a death story that was clearly a cover up for something else. Oh, yeah. But he's he's kind of a cool looking werewolf. You know, he's he's almost a furry, really,
0: more than a werewolf,
1: <laughs> and that's cool. But he's a werewolf with nunchucks,
4: which automatically makes him a really cool
1: nunchucks. Mo- if yeah, he's a
2: werewolf. werewolf,
4: because that's awesome. So did did he learn martial arts after he started to become a werewolf? I guess he. That's what it implied. Because, like, why bother? Yeah. At, at that point, if you're a werewolf, who cares what you are when you're a human? So you I would just be, like get put on so much weight. But you need <laughs> I mean, you need. Well, wait, like, like,
2: wouldn't you be a fat werewolf? I think.
4: Have you ever seen a fat werewolf?
2: No, that's but I've also point. never seen them fat when they're people.
4: That's, well. Someone's got to
1: test so this theory. So if, if you are running around uh, <laughs> just berserk in your werewolf form and getting exercise, do the benefits of that exercise. Yeah. Oh, Is that into why human all, form. all
2: werewolves are skinny?
1: Like, if could yeah. I turn into a werewolf and not have to exercise ever because my alter ego was taking
5: over at night and,
1: and getting into physical so activity?
5: Cool. Physical activity, yeah. chasing down yes. humans and, and rabbits. devouring them. Totally
1: worth it
2: eating rabbits I imagine werewolves I, I, are just they like might you know
1: until if, if uh, American Werewolf in London taught us anything it's that the ghosts of the people you killed will return to haunt you until you kill yourself yes. uh,
2: yeah. if werewolves in London have taught me anything it's that I saw a werewolf walking down the street with a Chinese man in his hand ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh. <laughs> uh, ooh werewolves, werewolves in
1: London. of London uh, Talbane uh, had his awesomeness diminished a bit like all other Darkstalkers characters by appearing in the (laughs) god-fucking-awful Darkstalkers cartoon that I think ran on USA. And I, I watched a bit of it for this. It is some of the worst animation I've ever seen, even by 90s TV animation standards. And in the episode that I watched, a little boy who is apparently a descendant of Merlin, who Felicia is trying to train... Gets captured by Morrigan, and so she gets Talbane to help her track him down.
3: We have to find Harry before Morrigan. Felicia, you've got me into this to track down Morgan. So let me track down Morgan. How?
0: We're in the middle of nowhere.
3: Not when you can see what I see. Ley lines. Lines of ancient magic. Energy that still cover these islands. We follow them as they join and grow stronger. Where most of them come together. There we'll find Morgan. And Harry. And Harry. Come on, then. Next I'll show you what weeds and bugs to eat.
6: Oh, gross.
3: Aww. You know
0: how <laughs> so werewolves can see ley lines.
2: So yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It was in
3: the Green
1: Berets.
2: <laughs> I had to grab some from that cartoon when we did Lord Raptor. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. <laughs> it is,
1: it's just the worst accents, and everybody so seemingly bad. has an accent. Like, Morgan has this weird faux Scottish accent that's, that's sort of toe curling. But you know, Talbain, in terms of the game, he's he's actually a really fun character to play as. He's he's just always kind of cannonballing all over the place, and he looks cool. Again, you know, he's he's a furry in pajama pants, and, uh, <laughs> who Aren't occasionally busts out nunchucks.
2: <laughs> yes, Dave, we all are. We
1: are all all are. We are all furries on yeah. the inside. In, We're in pajama pants. In pajama pants. Yeah. 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 But we but all then, have fur that grows
5: inward. With human costumes <laughs> on uh-huh. the outside.
1: Yes. Yes. That
5: mask our true feelings. <laughs> yeah. My true furry yeah. desires. I
2: wear my skin over my pajama pants. Mm-hmm. Yes.
5: <laughs> I am always wearing pajamas. <laughs> That's with on skin the over them. That's and then sort of under of the gross pajamas. To think about. <laughs> Right? So, like,
1: did your skin grow over the pajamas?
2: <laughs> well, my skin grew over my fur and my pajamas. Because wow. I'm like a werewolf a... on the inside wearing pajama pants.
5: She's like a tree. Like the, <laughs> like her skin you cut me open and there are just rings. Anything.
2: Oh, like oh that too, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's like your transformation. And they're just like you're bursting out of your skin. And then the skin just regrows over you when, when it's time yes. to go back
5: inside. If you ever want to see a really cool werewolf transformation and watch a not very cool show a horrible show you should watch the second episode of hemlock grove on netflix skip to the end and it's probably the coolest werewolf transformation i've ever seen because
2: he rips off all of his skin and then eats it
5: basically Hmm. rather than like hair growing out of him and he becomes a wolf a wolf comes out of his body interesting out of his face a a wolf face rips through his face and then eats the remaining flesh Wow. And it's pretty awesome. And that's, that's, that's not a good cool. show. It's
2: a it, terrible
1: show. How does it stack up to the? I think it's the Howling that has like the really creepy, like stop motion uh, makeup effects transformation. I haven't seen that. I don't know where it's like his hands actually elongate. I can't remember if it's the Howling or American Werewolf in London. Mm,
5: but that's cool. But I like the idea that there's just a wolf inside his body that comes out of his body and then eats his body. Yeah, <laughs> which then regrows at a later date. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, that show was just Uh, gypsy magic, man. Gypsies.
2: Awesome gypsies.
5: (laughs) That's that's how that show goes. Let's move along. Number four. Right
3: on time.
5: Welcome to the time rift.
6: A rift in time? Is that why I can't return to
5: human form? It's called a time rift, asshole.
6: (laughs)
3: That is correct. But this place also holds an answer you seek.
6: The Curse of the Beastmen. Release me! My name is Aeon.
3: Shall
5: we begin the first trial?
1: So, really lovely example of Japanese game dialogue where everything has a long pause after every Mm -hmm. question and answer. But that is Cornell, the werewolf from Castlevania, and I'm recognizing him here primarily because of his showing in Legacy of Darkness, which was a really underrated N64 game that was the prequel to the rather infamous Castlevania 64, which preceded it confusingly. But in in that game he's this white haired dude with claws and then you can hit a button and transform him into a werewolf and he has enhanced physical powers. But he doesn't actually talk in that, so instead I'm having to use his dialogue from the uh awful Castlevania Judgment, the uh Wii fighting game yeah. in which he he just appears as like a stylish suit of wolf armor, but he's he's just stuck as a as a beast and he can't Get out, and he's trying to reverse his fate.
5: No.
6: not all children of the night are evil. And of course, so true. You wish
4: to fight me?
6: You wish to
1: fight
2: me? Yes,
1: it's yes. a, a fighting
4: game, dumbass.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> stupid.
1: And he, he's he's surprised that way every time it happens.
4: <laughs> oh. there's only seven other people who have been doing this before you.
1: But yeah, again, in Legacy of Darkness. He was really, really kind of a cool character his character was part of what made that game more interesting than Castlevania 64, that and the lack of the terrible whip physics. Uh, but he also is one of the characters who was repurposed and reborn for Castlevania Lords of Shadow, uh, in a very different form as a bearded bald dude
6: who sounds like this. A warrior from the Brotherhood, here on Lycan soil. I wonder, want- warrior, if you know where you are.
1: I, I love the menace in that. I, <laughs> I should have found I out who who is voice actor. So is. he was
5: rebooted as a uh, bald, bearded man. Yep, but with I, a
1: with a giant spiked hammer. It's and the Max Payne, a treatment. werewolf
5: transformation. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah.
3: I have a Hawaiian shirt. We
1: like to see it,
3: <laughs> but you want to drink with me? <laughs> Where are my painkillers? I just, I just love that
1: voice. I could listen to it all day long. <laughs>
6: You dare enter my inner sanctum and dictate your petty mortal terms to me. I am immortal, little man. And your pathetic prophecy is known to me. But you are ignorant.
0: I
1: can't
2: stop picturing Max Payne now.
1: (laughs) You are ignorant,
2: fellas.
5: (laughs) Where is my trench coat? I like that voice, because he's like... My voice gets really calm and then as if I'm straining. It
4: sounds like David Bowie but an octave lower.
5: (laughs) My bowels are relaxed and now I'm pushing hard. (laughs) And now they're relaxed again. (laughs) I need to
1: find out who this guy was. You should. Richard Writings. Never heard of him, but fantastic voice. Richard Ridings. Mm. Hmm. Richard Ridings-hood. <laughs> you know, goes well with the, the wolf character there. But yeah, cool character. Cool. I- interesting transformation in uh, Lords uh, of Shadow. Can you play
5: the first uh, thing Quite you played again indeed. real quick?
1: The really long one?
5: Yeah, but just you don't have to play the whole thing.
6: Right on time.
1: Uh, Welcome uh, to the time rift. Uh, uh, A
6: rift in time? Uh, Is that why uh, I can't return to human uh,
2: form? Uh, I think Tyler did the soundtrack. Rift in time.
1: I think I get the idea,
3: Tyler. Cool. So moving on.
2: Number three.
3: Look at yourself. What's your name? Luton. I'm a private investigator. Well, I was. Then I was dead. Then I was, well, a
4: werewolf, I suppose. So who remembers Discworld Noir?
0: Me! Yeah.
4: Only Anne.
2: <laughs> only me. <laughs> I
4: remember Discworld, and I don't remember Discworld Noir. It
2: was the third game, and the only one I actually liked. I don't think,
4: did it ever come to PS1?
0: Yeah. No. That's my only it was a PC game. reference ah, point.
2: Okay. It was a PC game. It's on GOG now, and it had issues. And they may have never been fixed, but <laughs> hmm. the game is really funny, and if you like the Discworld books, you will probably... Li- and also, you have to kind of like point-and-click adventure games. Well, that guy didn't sound is. like
4: Eric Idle, which is strike one for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, Um. so this game is about that detective, Luton, who eh, maybe halfway, not halfway through, but somewhere around the middle of the game... Gets bitten by a werewolf, dies, and then comes back to life as a werewolf.
3: Boiler, or as uh. it's explained by this talking dog. There's some kind of bestial attacker out in the streets of Ankh Morpork. It's hard to say anything about it, but could it be a werewolf? What's it done? It's killed at least three people, and probably a few more besides. Did it kill you? Yes, I think it did. <laughs>
2: Uh, yes, that's Gaspode the Wonder Dog. And he is a talking dog.
1: <laughs> and as he points out, werewolves are considered undead, which is weird.
2: Eh.
3: Uberwald
2: is the undead capital of the disc.
3: <laughs> and werewolves count as undead. And if sir would care to look to his left, where we can see the open grave that sir was recently self-exhumed from. I get the point.
1: I, li- I like the use of the phrase self-exhumed
0: from. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's a, he's a very snarky character, but he also helps you along. Like, when you become a werewolf, you get these, this new set of abilities. So you can turn into a werewolf and see smells. And Gaspode kind of walks you through those as they happen.
3: Werewolves have a unique perception of the world, a sort of a different point of smell. I've noticed that. I can see scents as colors, and they have a certain feel about them, too.
2: And then he goes on to describe everything he's <laughs> seeing and smelling.
3: The aroma of a very old and slightly damp nursery rug. Ode hmm. Gaspode. The unmistakable scent of the River Ark. A strange scent I first found in the cemetery. The scent of a woman. <laughs>
1: So first found the scent of a woman in a cemetery. So
2: that's, no, that's actually a bunch of different things that you oh, okay. you click on all these different smells and he starts describing them. I just cut out all the gaps. So, ah, that there wouldn't so you be didn't any... click
4: on a scent of a woman, uh, Al Pacino movie, VHS tape? flying <laughs> <Actually, laughs> lying in the cemetery. <laughs> that's the joke. This but there a... <laughs> actually
2: is a woman that he's trying to track and he smells uh. her.
5: No, it's, he's at Blockbuster. Oh wait, no, those would have existed. Then. You know,
4: Al Pacino in Sense of a Woman kind of sounded world. like a werewolf.
5: <laughs> yeah, it was the is the opposite.
4: Ua is au backwards. Ooh-ah! Werewolves of London.
1: Instead of instead of people, he attacks scenery. It's
4: that. Wasn't he blind in Sense of a Woman? I think so. And something about dogs. Parody on Yeah,
2: there are quite a few werewolves actually living in Ankhmumpor and they are described pretty aptly by Gaspode.
3: And who do you think could have bit me? Well, there are a few werewolves in Arkmoorpork. Like any busy metropolis, we have our share of the ethnic minorities. Not all of those minorities change shoes by about 14 sizes in the full moon, though. True enough?
1: Ethnic minorities.
2: Ethnic minorities. <laughs> uh, it's important to pronounce of the, that with an Some F. of the goofy... Uh voice acting in this game. Uh. I think it's funny that all the clips we grabbed are just the ones where he's talking to Gaspode, because that's really the only person he identifies with about being a werewolf.
1: So does this happen toward the beginning of the game?
2: No, this is actually um, been about 10 years since I played this game, but this is actually maybe halfway through the game.
1: So halfway through the game, you're attacked by a monster and killed. Yes. Are you made to feel as though you have failed somehow, or... Does the game make it clear, like, no, no, don't walk away?
2: Well, no, you know that you're not supposed to walk away, but I don't really remember if there's, like, a game over kind of thing. But, yeah, you wake up, crawl Roy out of a grave, and you meet Gasbode in the cemetery.
3: My tombstone, Luton P.I., gone and forgotten man that's depressing
2: so depressing <laughs> i don't want my to actually i do want my tombstone to say that gone and forgotten i
1: want the tombstone pizza i ordered to say that <laughs> <laughs> i
4: want to be about, so about <laughs> the animals that went into the pepperoni nobody will mourn them <laughs> oh tyler be... will <laughs> i'll cry for them <laughs> i want to be so forgotten that my tombstone isn't even finished it just like trails off gone of <laughs> 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 david or whatever Forget it. Yeah,
1: and you can tell that the, <laughs> the the carver just lost interest halfway through. Yeah, looks yeah, like, like, like rub and <laughs> He actually went to the trouble to, to carve sort of like a trailing line yeah. from the U, <laughs> <laughs> and then just uh. and then there's like uh, just he he drew on like a question mark in parentheses and yeah. just left it at
2: that. He doodled a small penis at the very <laughs> bottom.
0: SP. <Yep>. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> citation needed <laughs> uh. speaking of uh, werewolf detectives Number two. if you keep
3: on like this I won't have any choice but to put you down put
6: me down you got a shit fucking memory wolf that's not how it went last time this isn't last time
1: so for those of you who've played games in recent weeks, uh, that that is Bigby Wolf from The Wolf Among Us, arguing with the woodsman. Yeah, and I know it's a little strange to put Bigby so high on this list, considering that a he just kind of debuted as a game character, and b. He's not really a weir wolf. He's more of a wolf weir. Hmm. As, as, as those who've played it know, he's actually the big bad wolf
0: mm-hmm. who has
1: uh, reformed centuries previous to the events of Wolf Among Us and now works as the sheriff of <laughs> Fable Town. Reformed. <laughs> Fable Town being a community in New York where uh, all the exiles from various fairy tales live after being shoved out of their country. I'm not going to spoil
5: anything. War. But I just want to say that everyone in this room except me is playing a nice, reformed big bad wolf. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, not Dave. Yeah, I, I punched Mr. Toad in front of his kid. Yep. So.
2: <laughs> you monster. I did something
5: worse than that, and you guys, none of you did it on the well, first
2: try. Well, we did grab a sound from that, though.
7: Yes, we did. I'm the lapdog
3: here fetch you fucking monster
5: so i'm the fucking monster who you did are that the on the monster. first you
1: ripped off, off his birth. arm but you ripped off grendel's arm poor grendel all kind he of tried a to spoiler? do was beat
5: the shit <laughs> out of you <laughs> kind of but uh yeah well you you won't see that scene coming anyway so that's mm-hmm. true yeah but uh but yeah, you, I, you I do, was an asshole in that game
1: you you do beat somebody to a pulp and then when they're Lying on the floor, whimpering as their friends say, he's had enough. You have the option to walk away or rip off his fucking arm. Didn't after take which, to choose. Yeah, after <laughs> which, the, the sound you just heard plays, and he just, you know, really is an asshole about it and throws it at the feet of the other people. Yeah,
5: he's not, I disagree, because they were being bitches.
1: They were being dicks.
2: Well, yeah. the bartender was, the woodsman tried. He tried.
5: No, well, Woodsman's fine. Who cares? Yeah, his
1: yeah. arms are fine. Yeah, his yeah. arms are fine. They didn't Woods, fuck up his arms. Woodsman's an angry drunk. Yeah, but you don't get the sense that he's like you know genuinely a murderer. So too.
2: another fun parallel between this and Discworld Noir: uh, the humans in Fable in Fables are called Mundies, mm-hmm. and one of the characters that dies in Discworld Noir, his name is Mundy. I just thought that was funny. Weird.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I'm a muggle,
5: but whatever. You're yeah. <laughs> <I'm> a Muglundy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, Frank Lundy. You know that I I, I want to <laughs> make I forgot something...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> wanted to make something clear after uh, talking with you earlier, Anne. Mm-hmm. That he like some people will play this and come away thinking like, oh, he's the big bad wolf, and he's protected by a glamour. And if you read the Fables comic books on which this is based, I'm going to put on my nerd hat for a second here.
5: Actually, actually, that's not how it works He's for
1: infected him. with lycanthropy because he was cut by a magic dagger that infected humans with lycanthropy and allowed them to turn into wolves. And because he was a wolf when he was nicked with it, it allowed him to turn into a man.
2: So I read the comics too. I don't remember that part at all. It's, though. it's
1: in a big ass uh, text only story. With illustrations that you I probably, probably that. skipped. I probably. It's at skipped the end that. of the first volume.
2: I probably skipped that. Yes. Should have paid more <laughs> attention. <laughs> oh, actually. 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 So yeah, uh, I thought it was just a
1: Yeah, and it and it does hint at the transformations to come early on.
6: I know you're fucking in there. Come on out, you fucking dog. I'll put you out of your misery. <laughs>
0: You fucking monster! You ignorant fuck! Come on, Elmo! <sighs>
1: <laughs> that, that is the woodsman strangling Bigby toward yes. the
5: beginning of the game. I like how the woodsman always talks like he has a bloody uh, rag grr, in his grr, mouth. Well, because grr, grr. His, his jaw is dislocated. Well, he snapped a it back
0: into
2: place, but yeah. I'm sure it doesn't feel I, great. I
1: guess it flopped back out again like after they like both that. fell on a car out of I a two-second-story window. All the time.
2: <laughs> that
1: game's pretty Fables good. Fables are notoriously should, hard to kill. You should mm-hmm.
5: play that game. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I like the part where I ripped off a dude's arm. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could have like swung tour. it around and like sprayed everyone. Maybe with done a blood. little
1: dance with it, just run out the door, take right. pictures of it with sunglasses and all. scratch uh-huh. her.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I could have played like air guitar with it. And, uh,
2: you fucking monster.
5: Yeah, and then just kind of like slapped the woodsman around with this bloody stump end a
1: little bit. Go touch Pinocchio inappropriately with it. Like, ha-ha, look what
5: this guy's doing. I'm going to drag him in as a pedophile. And then Pinocchio's like, I don't like this. And then his nose gets really long, and you're like, Uh yeah, that's right. I know you do. Poor Pinocchio, forever a boy. Your nose never
4: lies.
5: (laughs) That's weird. This this got weird.
4: (laughs) I don't so much like the scene where I... Beat up a frog who was half my size in front of his son, who's was, even smaller. Yeah. You did it. That was, it was your roughly choice. Two feet
1: tall.
0: Yeah, I didn't do that. You
4: You're made a fucking that monster. Choice. That frog just got on my nerves. So what? What did you He's pick? Like
1: the the get tough option?
4: I had, I, w- I had done like a thorough job. Went through the entire apartment. Found all the clues I thought I had, and he still would not fess up. And I just got so angry at that no, point. because you
2: have to wait until you see the blood on the back of his head.
4: Yeah, so spoilers. I was, and then he's
2: like, mm, okay.
4: I smacked him around, and then I still saw the blood on the back of his yeah. head. I was like, did I do that? Confess
1: no. that someone else came in and beat you up before I beat you up. Yeah, You're having exactly. a very bad
4: day. <laughs> but he's you know, he he's the same way at the beginning of the episode where he's so standoffish and won't give you any information. And I just, I just got to a point where I'm like, dude, I have all this evidence. Admit it. You're not going to do it. All right, I'm going to beat the hell out of you now. And whoops, your your son shot. Whoops.
0: Yeah.
1: Whoops. You know, the one thing uh, you you say, Big Me's is not reformed, and it is a little strange that the game gives you a lot of freedom to determine his character, when in the comic it's very well defined, and he's very much a sort of, he's a very patient character. He's got a temper, though. He does have a temper, but he keeps it in check pretty well most of the time. Dealing with like smaller repeat problems, like Flycatcher, for example, yes. or, or Jack, or any of the other kind of slightly scummier fables that hang yeah. around. I mean, it's partly because I've been reading the comics that I've gotten attached to the character. But after reading them, I expect great things. And Tyler, you look so bored. No, well, I was just looking into the light bulb to see
5: it would blind mm-hmm. me oh, that's, that's okay. generally
1: Good. a sign of world class interest <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, no just rapt attention I'm, I'm not bored I'm just thinking I, I think haven't read the comics so
2: I think it's the character in the comics that I was trying to be in the game mm-hmm. so I found myself picking options that I was like I think Bigby might actually say something like this trying to keep the situation calm while still being funny and kind yeah. of sarcastic and I haven't read the comics
5: stuff. so I think he would fuck shit up
2: cause yeah. he's the big bad wolf yeah
5: that's
1: true yeah. And you should be able to play him like that. Yeah, that's a good. That's yeah. a good
2: thing.
5: I am
1: playing him. Oh, you should be able to insult
0: the fat of
1: pickle eggs at the end of the bar. <laughs> yeah, and I did.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I did too, actually. <laughs>
1: I know what
5: they are.
2: Why would somebody eat them?
1: <laughs> um, I, don't I don't get He's eggs. he's a wolf. He's eating worse things
5: than that. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, he's eaten a lot of people. But the
5: funny thing about that game.
1: Maybe that's know. the joke He's like He's he's like literally An overgrown dog And he finds Pickled eggs yeah. Disgusting
5: <laughs> True I mean I've already Made fun of it For this But like that The toad scene Where you're investigating mm-hmm. uh, His apartment Is a really good example Of like Something that uh, a, a detective As as Like him Could walk into And be like Mm-hmm 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 uh, Something happened here And uh, there's blood on you But it's like It's like 20 minutes Of like that lamp wasn't here, was it? There's blood on the wall. this, and this Well, poker. but it wouldn't be much
1: of a game if he just <laughs> yeah, went in and said like, "This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong." No, you know I know. Exactly what I'm, I'm
5: just. I'm saying there's a disconnect between like the What'd game aspect and there's don't
0: don't 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 don't. With a narrative That's
5: the word I was trying to avoid. Um. And yet the concept you were driving at.
2: Sweet. So yes. It seems like it's kind of the same investigation if you go to Toad's House second, like I did.
1: Hmm.
5: Yeah, I went there yeah. first, and it's, yeah, you just well, look around. And If
1: we if we want to spoil things. Which we oh, have yeah. already yes. several well, yeah. times.
2: Well, that wasn't technically a spoiler. I mean, like it's,
5: it's like a,
1: a two-hour experience. If you, if you care about not getting spoiled, just go, go grab it. Go play it
2: right play, now. Play it
5: right now. It's Stop. worth the Come $5, yeah. I promise. Actually, play it now. We'll just hum. Hmm. Mm you playing it? All
2: right, we don't need to hum any more. I'll just cut that and loop it over and over and okay, over
5: for two again hours. Two hours. Or okay. you can. Uh, yeah. The listener.
2: Just re- keep rewinding. Yep. Yeah,
1: yep, yep. Until you're done playing it. Uh-huh. If you really want us in the background, which, God, why would you?
5: Because <laughs> you like us, whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: So anyway, getting <laughs> into spoiler territory, if you really don't want to spoil it, fast forward a bit. So you, you have a decision halfway through the game where if you want to go to Toad's house first after he calls you in a panic... Or if you want to go to the house of Prince Lawrence, the husband of the victim, after you see a blood-dripping knife. Spoiler, if you go to Toad's house first, when you go to the second place, you'll find the victim dead. Prince Lawrence will die. If you go to Prince Lawrence's house first, you will find him uh, seemingly dead in a chair after having shot himself in the chest, slit his own wrists, and overdosed on sleeping pills. <laughs> and the motherfucker very is hard alive to kill them. and well.
2: <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> hard to kill And if you've read the comics, you know it's very, very hard to kill fables. Mm-hmm. There's pretty much only one way to do it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So it does. It makes a difference in that. But like the, the only differences in the Toad scenario are, if you go there first, you see one of the Tweedle brothers uh, investigating the woodsman's apartment but he's gone by the time you get up there Mm -hmm. and also uh if you go there second toad will berate you for taking so long to respond to his call
2: toad is kind of a dick Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so i beat him up. but you did smash his car that's true so poor toad
5: yeah poor poor
1: he's not having a very good 24 hours dick Alright, that noise might be familiar to those of you who invested a lot of time in Skyrim. It's the noise that you make as you transform into a werewolf. Yeah, I love that you can be a werewolf. You can (laughs) be a werewolf. And you're kind of, like, it makes the case that, like, werewolves are sort of good guys. Because there's the, the Fighter's Guild quest, which is the companions. There's not actually a Fighter's Guild. But if you follow that you will eventually find out they're all werewolves, and they will make you a werewolf, but they're good guy werewolves. The reason this is number one is because if you transform into a werewolf in the middle of a city, uh, people will freak out and guards will attack you, and you can go on a messy rampage and just start murdering everybody, which really is what werewolves are supposed to do. It's true. Mm -hmm.
2: They're not supposed to investigate crimes. Mm
5: -mm. No, not at all.
0: Mm -mm.
1: No. And they're not supposed to you know, walk to the right and slash at enemies with their blade arms like Werewolf the Last Warrior well. or throw fireballs at giants that cut their own heads off like Altered Beasts. I've seen it, you know.
2: In my
5: dreams. That Teen Wolf guy was always mm-hmm. doing that. That's true. Michael was. J. Fox. Yeah. Or Jason
4: Bateman.
2: When he wasn't riding on top of cars. He, uh, <laughs> um, so I have a question.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: If you are a Khajiit. Yes. What happens when you turn into a werewolf?
1: Same thing as everybody else.
2: So you're a cat that turns into a dog?
1: Yes, you actually turn into a uh, cat dog <laughs> that cartoon. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. that should be a mod. <laughs> so cool. That should <laughs> be a mod. <laughs> I think that might have actually played a role in me playing as a Khajiit. Like, I want to see what happens when a Khajiit turns into a werewolf. It's like it's the same thing. You don't turn into a giant werecat. Ah, you are already a,
2: a you're already a werecat. Except <laughs> you're, a you're all you're all cat. you're There's an, no you're an were
5: ethnic minority. <laughs> <laughs> in the Skyrim,
2: ethnic minority
5: I like ethnic the, that stuff. Yes. I thought the werewolves were kind of, weren't they? In the expansion, kind of. Ex- they were also in the expansion. Expanded they on. were in Guard. Yeah,
1: and that that was that also factored into something where, like, you couldn't be a werewolf and a vampire at the same Boom. time. So you get yeah. offered to uh, become a vampire lord, which is another it, its own sort of transformation when mm-hmm. you turn into a huge monster. But uh, when you get made this offer, they're like, oh, you have the taint of werewolf blood in
5: you. We'll have to get rid of that if you want this. Werewolves and vampires are notorious enemies. Yep. Um, yeah. Watch Hemlock Grove be yet again. Are uh, there vampires in there? God, don't watch it. Yeah, the, the weird rich family. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like weird <laughs> they Russian vampires. they eat kids or something. Yeah.
4: Anyway. They're kind of friends <laughs> in Monster Squad. Uh, well, yeah, that's monster, true.
5: Monster Squad disobeys all monster rules, okay? Hmm. Frankenstein and Dracula were also friends of Monster Squad. Yeah, but so.
4: then spoiler alert, not at the end. Ah, uh, sad.
1: Yeah, you know, you know what's weird about <laughs> yeah. Monster Squad? It was totally actually based on a seventies TV show what? about wax monsters that would come to life and drive around in a custom van and solve crimes. Jeez.
2: I would watch that show.
1: <laughs> Pretty so, sure, anyway.
2: <laughs> I would watch that show. Well, the
1: movie was The Goonies, but with yeah. monsters and uh-huh. impressive. And you can tell because Goonies and Ghostbusters were popular at the time. They're yes. just like, what? why don't we take this license and do this with it? That's so much more awesome than <laughs> Monsters Who Solve Crimes. Yeah.
5: Is I mean, it, though? Nothing is. Actually, nothing yeah. is actually, more awesome.
2: Actually, nothing is more awesome.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're right. Have you seen the trailer for Frankenstein? It oh, looks man, terrible. Awful. Just terrible. Just Frankenstein? Frankenstein.
2: <laughs> Frankenstein? No, it, it's horrible. Basically,
5: it's like Frankenstein's monster... They just call Frankenstein becomes like a superhero, who's like so
1: like Frankenstein Junior, the Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yes, <laughs> as long as I'm
5: referencing a horrible old yeah. TV, only. Uh... Who is it playing Aaron Frankenstein? Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, Aaron Eckhart as Frankenstein.
2: Who is a good actor? I as, don't know why he's doing this to himself. Monster.
5: But he's like doing action scenes like, Aah! and he's like, he's a superhero, <laughs> Frankenstein. Anyway, that's stupid. I like Skyrim. <laughs> also, spoiler alert uh, for
1: the Fables comic, at one point Bigby does fight Frankenstein.
5: But <laughs> But anyway, Skyrim. Yeah, I can't be a werewolf because I'm a vampire. Well, fuck you then. One of my buddy. favorite things about it is that I didn't know I was a vampire. I was in this one town up north, you know, up, north up, you up know, north. up north. And then I'm like checking it out and talking to people and not really doing quests, but just like, oh, my lockpicking skills good. I'm gonna break into this house. Oh look, a basement. I'm gonna go down there. Oh shit, there's a lady in a coffin. She's hmm. vampire. So probably better stab her. I killed her. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back down south and hang out. And then people are all like, you're looking pale. You you don't look so good. And I'm like, Shh, what you talking about? Willis. So I'm like, time to go to Wikia and ask Mike Grimm. And then uh, I found out that I had contracted vampirism and I was I becoming know. a vampire. Well, <laughs> if
1: I remember <laughs> right, you can, you can just like take a cure disease potion to get rid of vampirism before it
5: takes full effect. I think so, but I didn't know where to find one of those, and uh, so I became... Everywhere!
1: <laughs> well, Literally
5: I c- everywhere. I couldn't find one. I don't know. Also, I kind of wanted to be a vampire.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because who
5: doesn't? Because that opens up the big quest to get rid of vampirism.
2: Oh, I don't want to be a
1: vampire. Oh,
5: I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be like Spike mm. on Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Yeah, it's it does get a little bit lame after a
5: while. It's like oh, I can't get
1: I can't go outdoors in the daytime, oh. or else
5: I'll take damage and get debuffed. It and. was lame until I teamed up with a group of high school vampire slayers. Oh, that <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> Happened in a mod I made. It's for, like a, a for many hours. A, it's and like, I like I an African American
1: guy teaming up with the KKK. It's just <laughs> a match made in heaven.
2: <laughs> did it? Uh, did it turn? All of White Run into the Hellmouth.
5: I would actually. Be I an just awesome had to mod.
2: struggle to remember the name of any town in that mm-hmm. game because I. Whiterun,
5: right Windhelm, Solstheim. And there should totally be a Sunnydale mod that adds Sunnydale right? to Skyrim. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm sure someone's making that right now because they just right at this very moment. <laughs> it's in the Zeitgeist. They're doing it. Yeah, they're doing it. So
1: that's our top five. We're going to take a little break and go out on uh, Tracy Morgan and Donald Glover singing Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Uh, When we come back, we're going to have a a very special guest on. Tyler will die. To talk about (laughs) Assassin's Creed 4. And we'll do that for a long time. So uh, I hope you're interested in that game. Stay
6: tuned. Break it down. I was working late on my half Torah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise, surprise there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold, gold eyes. He says, "Tomorrow, my son, you will be a man, but tonight's the time to join the wolfing clan. clan. Tomorrow you will stand at the beamer and pray, but tonight let's gaze at the moon and bathe." Werewolf-a-Mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Werewolf-a-Mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Alright, that was, that
4: was great, Trey, okay? It's over.
6: That's a wrap. Okay.
4: We're live at the Kitchen Studio Arena as the editor takes on the raccoon. Raccoon, as you all know, is the crowd favorite hailing from underneath Chris's porch and weighing in at just over 120 rascals,
1: Dave, the editor's a new character, just introduced last week in a throwaway aside to the audience, and he's from the Little Hamlet of Drive Club, which hasn't produced many solid contenders in the ring. He may weigh in at two tons, but does he have the staying power to tackle a champion like the Raccoon? Michael, it's anyone's guess, but there's the starting bell. This should be a highly competitive match and... Oh, good lord! The raccoon just unleashed a flying rabies to the face of the editor! Ladies and gentlemen, the editor is down! And I think, yes, yes, there's the pin, ladies and gentlemen! This is a horrible debacle! I'm sorry
4: you all wasted your money just to see this! It's a massacre. Let's go down to Tyler in the rain to get reactions from the combatants. Mr. The Raccoon, you've
5: just won against a much bigger and stronger opponent. How do you feel?
4: Well, Tyler, I knew it was an inevitability the moment I subscribed to Game Apocalypse on iTunes and rated it, being sure to give it five stars. I also made sure to tell all my friends about the podcast and to leave comments at VigameApocalypse.com regularly, even though only the hosts can see them.
5: Incredible! The editor, what do you have to say for yourself after that sorry, sorry performance?
6: That raccoon is a filthy cheat and the editor won't take it lying down. The editor is going to click the Amazon links on lasertimepodcast.com so the host can get a cut of what he spends. The editor is going to go to store.lasertimepodcast.com and buy a t-shirt with Vigigame Apocalypse's skull logo to terrify the raccoon the next time we're in the ring. And the editor is going to be extra generous and give the crew a few bucks through the donate buttons on lasertimepodcast.com making sure to note that the donation is for Vigigame Apocalypse so it doesn't go to Chris.
5: Well, there you have it, everyone. That was fucking horrible. Back to the show! I danced with my cousins,
6: I got money from my folks. We had a lot of fun making circumcision jokes Uh -uh. Then I remembered the premise of my song I was at a nice reception but the werewolf part was gone So we pulled ourselves together and we're wolfmen again just in time for monster fight to begin no. All the country club employees were brain sucking pack. We had all turned into zombies and were on the attack no. So we fought them and some Draculas and Frankensteins too Cause you gotta love Bar for even if you're not a d- There's no Where were Bar Mitzvah? Spooky, scary no Boys or becoming men Men becoming wolves and Where will Bar Mitzvah? Coop
1: Hey, welcome back. Thanks for sitting through that break. We're being joined in our second segment by a very special guest. Special guest, do you want to introduce yourself?
7: Sure. I'm uh, Gabe Graziani. I'm senior community developer on Assassin's Creed.
1: That is amazing. (laughs) So Assassin's Creed 4 is a game that is coming out this week. And that, of course, is a very... Neat segue into our new releases.
0: The new releases, new the new releases <laughs>
1: so first up, the reason you're here, Gabe, mm. Assassin's Creed 4 is finally out, and I can finally talk about this game. <laughs> Me too! I have been under an NDA for yeah. weeks. It has been excruciating, (laughs) but I I reviewed this for OXM. Mm. I think I'm just going to start off by praising the game here. I think it is the best Assassin's Creed since Assassin's Creed 2 wow and as our listeners know especially those of you who've paid attention to us for a long time i'm a huge fan of assassin's creed so i know my games
0: <laughs>
1: if i say this is the best creed since 2 <laughs> it is the best creed since 2
2: it absolutely absolutely is i think it might actually it, i love too. it's easily one of my top five games and this probably ties it for the franchise for me i love yeah. this game
1: yeah i i had a lot of fun in it uh I, I really thought that the story was on point. I it's thought okay. that they, the gameplay is like this beautiful fusion of like the best parts of Assassin's Creed three and the best parts of Far Cry three and hmm. uh, Things that needed to get streamlined from 3 got streamlined. Uh, the, the crafting system from Far Cry 3 was brought over more or less wholesale, just picked up from one and dropped into the other. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why it takes two white whales to make one suit <laughs> for <laughs> Edward Kenway. But, uh, you know, suspension of disbelief and all that.
7: You only use the baleen. <laughs> oh, I see. Just no, the it makes the sense. rest of the whale just away. You just throw away. You just- <laughs>
2: He's not leave very it. into conserving and making efficient use of
7: it. Conservation animals.
1: hadn't been invented yet. There it were really plenty had. of I animals.
7: Mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're killing white whales. Right? Sure. <laughs> they're already
1: super is. rare. You were you were telling me something interesting about the white whales because I didn't run into any during my playthrough, and no. there's a reason for that.
7: No, and you wouldn't you wouldn't because uh they're actually uh community uh events. Uh, really basically. so oh. how, how so, is
1: that going to work? Can you talk uh, about that?
7: yeah, yeah, sure sure um we have we have a special back end that uh, is for uh, individual like social community events um, and that allows me to spawn white whales in the world and if you find one um, your it will alert those people on your friends' list that you found a white whale and it'll tell them where it is um, and if they choose to go and find it as well, it will alert all of their friends. So the idea is is that you're helping your friends discover um, these secret locations and these secret things, because it's not just limited to white whales. We have a couple of other things in
0: there, too. Ooh. There are
2: also social chests yes. that will be able, other people will be able to find them, and those usually have quite a bit of money in them. Yeah, And yeah. there are also the, um, I can't remember what they're called, the convoys. Yes. With the big, big ships that you can yeah. go, and, and they're always loaded yeah. with lots a, of there's money. There's a couple
7: of other things too. Uh, like there are some convoys, like if you talk to a, a, a barkeep, um, you can pay him some money mm-hmm. um, and he'll give you some tips every once in a while. Sometimes they're gameplay related or, or like game uh, related and sometimes they'll tell you like where a convoy is or something like that. So you can find convoys that way. But there are also like social uh, convoys as well. And that mm-hmm. they, they all work the, kind of the same way where if, once you find it, um, it will alert all of your friends that you have found it um, if you are using the companion app, I'm pretty sure it will highlight it for you um, along with showing a little thing on the screen. It will also highlight it for you on your map to let you know, like, oh, your friend has found this thing. And they'll
2: you they'll be blue, it. so that's another special. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I should probably just say, for the sake of listeners who live under rocks, that uh, Assassin's Creed 4 obviously it's pirate themed set in the caribbean in the early 18th century Mm -hmm. uh you are edward kenway captain of a ship called the jackdaw a lot of the game is sailing around between islands and there are ships you can attack uh it kind of uses a refined version of the ship combat from assassin's creed 3 uh you can it's it's kind of a lot of fun it gets it gets a little tedious sometimes when it's like okay i just like boarded my fifth ship and sank it and like i kind of want to ignore ships for a little while but they're always there you can just you know blast them to pieces jump over kill the crew whatever
7: yeah and uh, it's funny i was actually talking to darby about that the other day um and that's i think a thing that like, darby least, mcdevitt lead writer yeah yes. um <laughs> sorry uh, that, that's the thing that i think we'll, we'll be focusing on a lot in our post-launch communication is to make sure that people understand that they're they're, they have agency over what they're doing mm-hmm. um, because I found myself a lot of times like I'd go out and I'd get in these giant ship fights and then I'd be boarding all these ships and I'd be like, oh, oh man, I'm boarding a lot of ships. I want to do something else. And then I'm just like, so I'll go and do oh, something wait, else. Oh, wait, I guess like... there are like a million things <laughs> like, I could
2: yeah. be doing yeah. right <laughs> now. <laughs> and, well, that was
1: the other thing. that I, I had a very short time frame mm-hmm. to play through and review this initially. It was, it was actually two days. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. I I just You got to blaze through. Yeah, I mainlined it. I I only took breaks to eat and sleep. Uh, but <laughs> er, early on, like just on the first island that you're set on, like there's a ton of little things to do and mm-hmm. I kept getting distracted and I kept having to force myself like, "Look, don't, don't get distracted. Just go to the next story mission. No, don't attack the fort. Just go to the next story mission. <laughs> don't hunt the animal. Just story. Go." Yeah.
2: I actually went through and made a list of all of the collectibles that are in that game. Whoa. There are so many different things to collect in that game. It's insane. And like half of them, half of them are just like, oh, you know, there's the Abstergo or the Animus fragment. That's really Mm -hmm. cool that you can just run around and grab. But then there's like sea shanties that actually do things for you. Mm -hmm. And, um,. And then there's these <laughs> Mayan stele that are like puzzles that lead you to a Mayan stone, and you collect all of them, and you get something cool. You yeah. get a well, cool treasure. Yeah. If on you
1: played, um, what was it, the Oak Island bit in Assassin's Creed Three, yes. mm-hmm. where you you kind of you use uh, the second sight. What what is it called? The well, Eagle
7: I think Vision. it was Eagle, Eagle Vision. Thank Eagle you. Eagle Sense in AC. Why did I forget that? That's Eagle Vision in. Asia
1: you 4. well, using Eagle Vision. You can perceive these little signs on the ground and you yes. can move them around to line up with landmarks. Mm-hmm. And it, it's basically just that over and over again to get these little stones that yeah, will eventually are, unlock something cool.
0: It could be like something two grand. grand. Yes.
1: <laughs> several Thank you, dozen James of them, Kidd. in fact. <laughs> uh, James Kidd, such a great character. And-
2: Fucking ph- yeah, fucking phenomenal character. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna. I can't. I can't. No, you can't. You can't. can't. Don't, you don't can't. say anymore. You can't. I won't. <laughs> Maybe someday it's... we'll do a spoiler cast because yeah. that's one of my favorite moments I in feel the like game. There,
7: it's 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 too bad because there are so many things in the game that I want to talk about, and even once it's released, I still have to wait for like such a long time because there's a lot of things that we didn't reveal that I feel are really cool, but they're mm-hmm. total spoilers.
2: Oh, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's why, you know, you put, like, a little warning at the beginning of something. You say, we're just going to spoil the whole game for you now. So only listen if you want it ruined. Yeah. But there are so many little moments, and, and I was actually, uh, I interviewed Ash a couple weeks ago at our... Ash? Ash, 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 Ash Ismail the, director, the uh, game director, side, yes. People, exactly. uh, I interviewed him a couple weeks ago at our last preview event, hmm. and uh, I was just like, you know, tell me tell me something cool, but you know, keep it vague. (laughs) And he's like, well, there's this one mission where you have to tail somebody and kill them, but if you listen to them talk, you'll recognize the voice. And he's like, it's a familiar European voice. And I'm like, familiar European voice? So I played through the game, and I got to this one mission, and the second this guy started talking, I was like, oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) It was the Biggest happiest moment of the game. I flipped out. Mm. I made people come over and listen so that <laughs> they could hear it, and I knew I wasn't just being crazy. <laughs>
1: Maybe you just got this face of horror right
0: now. Well, I didn't give away any names. No,
7: I know because I don't know what you're talking about. I'll, I'll I
0: tell you. I'll tell you. In a I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> she, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's and the, another thing I want to say about the collectibles like in previous games ferreting out hidden collectibles was always really fun but they were hidden mm-hmm. and then in this one it, it kind of takes the opposite tack where it's like we're going to show you every collectible mm-hmm. in the nearby <laughs> vicinity every time you do a viewpoint and it's just going to be a challenge to you to find where they are just by their locations on the map mm-hmm. And and that's actually part of the fun is just it's it's like here's a checklist for you to complete, yeah. Yeah. and so you just run around and it's like all right all right I got the animus fragment I got those chests oh there's a sea shanty over there the I the sea to chase shanties it down. were so and,
2: hard for me and you think, like, <laughs> at,
1: so at, hard. at first you think yeah, oh god yeah. this is gonna be so dumb with the sea shanties because they're like those pieces of paper in three that will just like run away from you and oh, you have to run uh, after them well they do glow letters. they do
7: glow really brightly this time that's true yes. and, <laughs> and made them glow really and brightly. also every <laughs> single
1: one you get unlike a new song for your crew to sing. This is sort of like you're playing Grand Theft Auto and it's like, oh, here's a new song that you can listen to on the radio. Yeah. Go get it.
2: I have so many sea shanties stuck in my head and I <laughs> love each and every mm-hmm. one of them.
7: We did a Twitch live stream where I had to play, and I don't know if anyone. Noticed, but I had to stop myself a couple times when I was like sailing the ship because I like, <laughs> like even just like mouthing the words along because some of them are so amazing. Some <laughs> were so catchy. I mean, for a bunch of drunken crooks, your crew really
4: sings well.
7: <laughs> <laughs> like the amazing choral.
4: Are like, any of the songs, uh, the new releases song? Sounds no. kind of no. sounds like a sea shanty. I- kind of <laughs> does. <laughs> Let's hear it again in that context. <laughs> You take out the percussion, you can kind of imagine the crew of a of a pirate ship singing it. For some (laughs) reason, a mermaid laughed halfway through.
0: (laughs) They do that. Just a very sad mermaid. Oh man, I'm Uh, never going to live that down. Very (laughs) serious
1: question. Mm. The current gen 360 PS3 one is coming out now. The the day that this posts. Yes. Uh, I I played it and enjoyed it on 360. Oh, okay. Um, What is the incentive to wait for next gen? Like, what will you get if you wait for that?
7: Oh, I wouldn't... You don't have to wait. You get it now. Get it now and play through, you know, uh, as much as you can in the the coming month or whatever. Mm I mean, maybe play through the whole thing. But... Definitely, when next gen comes out, go ahead and upgrade for the ten dollars or whatever. Yeah, it's right? a like it's ten dollar upgrade. Yeah, it, I, I, I would, I would definitely recommend that. You basically
2: I mean, pay ten dollars and you have two copies of the game.
7: Yeah, yeah
1: but you yeah. do lose all your progress, uh, or it doesn't carry over. Your
2: saves don't. Carry
7: your saves, but I, my understanding was for multiplayer. They're working on figuring out a way to cloud it or something uh, like that. And so, would, but I mean... They might not be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they might not succeed, but they are trying because they know it's important. And, you know, yeah. certainly we want that to happen. but Because
1: uh. I, I have to say, in all honesty, uh, I mean, I played through the 360 version a whole bunch again. And then I went from that to the multiplayer event. And maybe it's because I didn't see any single player, but I didn't notice an immediate obvious difference. In the level of graphical quality,
0: yeah, there well,
2: is yeah. a there is a level of difference between the two versions. Um, yeah. But there's no, as far as gameplay goes, there's no different. Like, I mean, I'm going to be playing the PS. I can't wait until the PS4 version comes out. So I already, I just beat it last week, and I'm going to play it again <laughs> today.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to just keep playing it until awesome. the PS4 version. That's comes so that's out.
7: the thing, is it I mean, between multiplayer. On current gen and next gen, there's not a huge difference. I mean, in general, the differences are cosmetic.
2: Yeah. Um, foliage, I guess. Yeah,
7: yeah, but it, they still—they also have a lot to do with um, light reflection and the way light bounces off of things, and that mm-hmm. light then colors other things. Um, then yeah, the foliage the smoke is a big was one. The yeah, smoke was a the the difference. Smoke is crazy. The volumetric. The volumetric and smoke. The we're we we're <laughs> smog, um, smog and folk. Is that what I said? Smoke smog smoke smog and, and folk.
1: Fog. Smog and that folk. That sounds
2: like a band.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or or an album title. Yeah, too.
7: But yeah, they're they're all cosmetic. But they do like there's one thing too that the next gen does where the water will crash on the uh, deck of the ship. Ah, oh, looks so cool. So when you go through a wave, like the water will like, oh, wow. crash onto the deck of the ship, and it will like. Run down the ship, and depend. And if you turn the ship, it will run that direction. So it doesn't ah. just
1: do that thing where the wave just sort of crests over the the ship, and it feels like a weird collision thing where yeah, no, the water's just there, <laughs> and it probably shouldn't have been. But well,
7: know, in cool AC three, it does a weird thing too, where it, it would do a weird thing where like if the ship dipped too deep into a wave, you mm-hmm. would see just like a canyon around the front of the ship, oh. with, like just water. <laughs> it was sort of it sort of strange. It it didn't happen very often. It's pretty rare, but. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> All right, that's
1: good. And, and I, I really like the uh the the weather effects. I remember one thing with AC3, they said that uh, the weather can change on a dime. It's, it's very dynamic. And it was kind of more dynamic to fit the scripted situation. <laughs> but in, in this one. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> is dynamic. And it, and it also does the thing where it's like certain battles, like with certain forts, like it will just darken the skies and send rogue waves at you because yeah. that's the battle. Yeah. But yeah. then when you're just sailing around randomly, it can turn really bad and really dangerous. Yeah.
2: I remember this one fort that I went to and, and I was like, oh, this is only a, and I've been calling them two dot forts. This is only a two dot fort, which means it's like kind of in the middle. So this can't be that hard. But there was this one water spout circling, <laughs> circling the fort because it was yeah. just like in the middle of the ocean, mm-hmm. circling the fort the entire time. And I'm like, I can't. I can't get close to this fort at all.
1: I should say the forts. It's really are, hard. The forts are like ship battles writ large, and that yeah. they're these huge emplacements. They're surrounded by fortifications and cannons, that and you often have to, other ships. Yeah, you have to destroy one at a time. Once they're all destroyed, you get to to land there, and then you run around, kill a bunch of soldiers, you kill the officers, and then you get to kill the. Uh, commander of the fort and then it's yours and it mm. will actually attack your enemies if you bring Which your enemies awesome. near it
7: yeah no it's it's good actually because especially in the early in the early like half of the game um when you don't have the jackdaw like fully upgraded if you get a fort and then you like you can basically kite a uh a man of war um to the fort and the man, and the fort will take the man of war down enough so that you can then mm. board it in like reap all the delicious benefits that nope. man of war has. So
2: on. there are legendary ships yeah. in the game that have that huge bounty. Could you reasonably because they're pretty far away from the forts, the ones that I found. Yeah, and Could they're also you... much faster than you. I found. They are so fast. Yeah. They're so fast but I mean, there's they're, probably a way to lead them to a fort, Conceivably
7: right? I think you might be able to but I don't know Yeah, it, never would be, tried it would be really difficult I, I would I would Issue that challenge to anyone on YouTube to capture <laughs> themselves doing that, and I would like to see it, because I would like to see it, because I don't, I, I, I had a hard time with the legendary ships all the way through the end of the game, like, I, I, there's, one, there's one I've never been able to beat. There's one that I've never been able to beat.
2: They're so hard. Yeah, they I are. I think I only tried to take on one, and it was a miserable, <laughs> long experience, and then I ended up dying.
1: Uh, I've I've tried to take on so all hard. four of them, and each one of them has just wiped its ass with me. <laughs> yeah, I have no chance against those the things. Thing is Your
2: ship that, needs to be yeah, yeah, pretty much all the way. I faced them with a
7: maxed out jackdaw, and there's still one that I can't beat.
0: There's still oh, one.
7: God. Yeah, no, I've got golden mortars. Drag it's, it to my, a fort. My jackdaw's blinging hard.
2: <laughs> but, but it's just made sweet. of gold. Yeah.
7: yeah, but it's it's. I still have. I can't, I can't beat this one.
1: So I, I have to say that uh, s- certain things in it seemed like the development team, and and you had some access and contact with the development team, right? Sure,
2: sure. So just some. Th- yeah. There are
1: certain things that felt like they re- were responding to criticisms of the third game. For example, people, some people complain in in three that like Connor has this huge arsenal and. Very little of it really makes a difference in combat, so they just sort of trimmed down the arsenal you you can buy different swords, you can buy different guns, they all make a difference in combat and and then you have the side weapons and and that's about it but I mean, was that uh actually responding to criticism and like we have to trim this down now, or was it internally they just knew it's like okay, this is problematic so let's <laughs> let's fix that
7: yeah, I think actually i'm not entirely sure what the what the precise ideas were behind um, the weapons and having just those two upgrade weapons. I do know that the way that they wanted to handle most of the upgrades um, was through crafting, right? Because that was actually mm-hmm. one of the things that they, uh, again, a key learning from AC3 yeah. was to make that crafting super meaningful. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the things that we really saw um, from the success of Far Cry 3, like, really sort of, like, lit the way for how you're supposed to do that, like, how you can make that... Um, be a really powerful thing for players to make them really want to participate in that, that, uh, that gameplay loop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I think that's probably the direction they took it more than saying like, oh, we want to cut you know a bunch of different weapons and stuff like that because there are still um, quite a few weapons. like the rope dart is in there and yeah I think the one had of the so
0: much fun with that the
7: trip mines we left we we stripped out. Um, and, and I guess a couple other weapons. We also added, though, the...
2: Well, since this uh, is going up on Tuesday, I can say that on Monday, yesterday, I posted a big piece on Edward's arsenal. Oh. So every Ooh. weapon at his disposal, <laughs> I just I just wrote a feature about it. So go nice. to the Yubi blog and check that out.
7: I think the other part of it, too, though, is that, that we really wanted to return to the roots of Assassin's Creed, or at least the perceived roots of Assassin's Creed, in that it's a game about stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to provide tools that... Um, would help you be a more stealthy assassin, would help you be, you know, uh, help you fade into the shadows, take out enemies silently. Um, You know,
0: pipe. Yeah, exactly, right?
7: Like, everyone loves Ezio's crossbow. Mm -hmm. um, And so we wanted to have a similar kind of weapon, um, but then also have it be sort of like a non-lethal weapon as well. Um, Because I think that... that We all spend time, like, talking to each other and playing each other's games. I think that was something that came out of... um, you know, working with the Splinter Cell team um, also. Because like, Sam Fisher gets you know, ex- a bunch of extra points in their stealth economy for yep. doing ghost kills, right? Like, where, not, where he doesn't kill an enemy, but he mm-hmm. will, like do a non-lethal takedown. Um, and if nobody ever sees them, then they get bonus points. We wanted to allow you to play that way if you so chose.
2: I mean, there are no points.
7: But right, right. There isn't a stealth yeah. economy to the same degree that there is. In there are certain Splitter
2: missions South, where but... non-lethal takedowns just make you feel like a better person. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: true. It's yeah. True. yeah. But, I uh, but yeah, yeah so I
2: do cool. like that along that same vein, there are various ways to go about most of the missions. If you're not a big stealth player, you can go in guns blazing if you want to, but some of them are just, they're made with, obviously, the stealth in mind, and they make it easy. If you want to do stealth, you, you, you have all of those options available, sure. which is great. You can do it whatever way you want.
0: It's sure.
1: true. So, at what point was uh, the decision made to bring in, like, the, some of the developers from Far Cry 3? Was that did that just happen early on, like you guys are done with this? Now we'll shift you over to this other project, or was it a very deliberate? We want these elements in this game.
7: I don't think I don't think it was necessarily deliberately based on elements. I mean, what with the way we staff development is that it's the developers actually get to choose to some degree really? um, what they do next, right? Like and where they want to work next. Um, Uh, And they they interview with producers, right, to see if, you know, they're a good fit with the team and things like that. I mean, in the case of uh, Far Cry 3, a lot of the developers had already worked on on Brotherhood or Revelations, um, and a lot of the team for Black Flag comes from Revelations. But also AC3, and, I mean, the thing about an Assassin's game is uh, when you get to that last year of development, mm-hmm. you're starting to take developers from all of the previous games, um, and so there are developers who've worked on every single Assassin's Creed game. Uh, Raphael Lacoste, for example, has worked mm-hmm. on every single one. Now he's a oh, wow. brand art yeah. director, so every single game he is directing the art from like sort of this global perspective. Um, uh, in addition to the actual game art director, um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know that it was a constant uh, like a conscious. Choice to say like we need these features in the game, so let's get these mm-hmm. developers in there. Um, it, I think it was more of a, the we have we have a need for new developers. So let's see who from the company wants to come and work on this one. We'll put out the call and interview developers if they're a good fit, then they'll be on the team.
1: Okay. Now you said the last year of development. So are you saying these aren't just developed one <laughs> a year? <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, no. And I think that I think the team has always been really clear about that that we don't mm-hmm. spend. One year on any Assassin's Creed game. Um, these are massive games that take a lot of uh, effort. But there's also uh, something that a lot of people don't understand or don't aren't familiar with um, in terms of game production is the team size fluctuates um, pretty drastically over the development of a game. So while you start with a smaller team, a core team as they call it, of like 10 to 20 people to really like hammer out the basic rules and figure out what the game is going to be about. Um, you ramp up pretty quickly um, after that to a slightly larger team to develop you know, some prototypes and something that's playable and um, to kind of like hammer that vision into a game so that you can prove that this game will be fun, right? Um, and then after that, that's when you start loading tons and tons of people. Now that you know exactly what game you're making, Now they just have to create the assets that will create that game Mm -hmm. and then also refine them and coordinate between all the different teams. Because, of course, Assassin's Creed is made by teams all over the world. Um, So I don't want to say that we're pioneers because I don't really know how anyone else develops games at other companies. But uh, at least internally, uh, the brand is sort of a pioneer, taking this pioneering approach where we have an entire department that is dedicated to coordinating these global teams um, and they spend you know, in a tremendous amount of time. I know uh, Amre Le Jury um is one of our production managers. What was
1: the name? Amre. Amre?
7: Le Jury. Le Jury. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh she she is in charge of uh, production management and coordination for for Assassin's Creed for Black Flag. And she she is constantly in contact with our teams in Sofia, um, uh, Bucharest, Singapore. She's in the office. She's always in the office.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, sing, uh, just to kind of break it down, different teams work on different things. So Singapore handled, they did a lot of the the naval tech. Uh,
7: initially, yes. In In it, yeah, because
2: yes. yeah. all that stuff was from, uh, from 3. AC3.
7: There was was uh, Once we started production, though, on Black Flag, uh, they handled all the base mechanics, but then they were mm-hmm. heavily modified by the multiplayer. Of
2: course. And then Annecy handles multiplayer for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Sophia, actually, Sophia is currently working on AC Liberation.
7: Yes, Sophia initially did Liberation um, on the Vita. Now they're uh, revamping it for um, HD PlayStation Network. Yeah, Liberation HD comes out in um, January. Yes, indeed. We just announced that last week. Sure, we did.
2: Something
1: yeah. to look forward to.
7: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's really exciting for everyone because Avaline is such a popular character.
0: Sure. Is.
7: Um, and I, I have a Vita, and I played the, it. It made me sad that so many people weren't able to, you know, uh, experience that game. Now everyone's going to be able to play it. Now right?
2: they can. Yeah, fantastic. So exciting.
7: But yeah, and then Sophia, I think they did the exclusive Avaline missions. I think. And well, I know the writer from so,
1: <laughs>
2: Liberation. So
1: the last time I talked to you and you were saying you couldn't find the Oveline missions. And I was like, maybe they're DLC. And you're like, no, they're not DLC. It's not they're DLC.
2: In she's in a separate menu. Ah, okay. So, so on when the... When you're
1: starting up the game, then... Yeah,
2: I believe she's in the opening menu. And I haven't had a chance to actually sit down with a retail copy yet. So I hmm. can't say that for certain. Okay. Um, But yeah, I believe I talked to somebody actually today so last week when this is happening and they said that it was in us she's in a different she's in the menu she's not actually
1: okay yeah, well I'm listeners sure. will be able to fact check it for yes. themselves <laughs> yes. when, they, when they hear this
2: but she is in there I just haven't had a chance to fiddle with her yet
7: neither have I I'm
2: so excited neither
7: have I. I've been saving it yes. some, it's funny because some parts I try to save for myself like i know comes
2: out. Hmm. i tried to say i saved most of the side missions i couldn't save any of the templar hunt missions i did all of them because hmm. i needed right. that suit it yeah. looks cool the
1: templar hunt missions are actually like an entire set of side stories It just yes. follow these they're they're short missions where you're meeting with an assassin who has will have a set of like four favors mm-hmm. that you need to do for them and then they'll like yeah you have this key or pick it off this the body of this templar i told you to kill whatever and
2: some of the assassins you kind of have to win over a little bit some mm-hmm. of them are already like yeah i know who you are let's let's hang this yeah. is cool but, but they
1: all
7: have
2: jobs for you to do but they all oh, have all jobs and some of these characters like i love every character in this game they're all so well developed but some of it, even like the side characters that aren't historical figures like vane and blackbeard and calico jack
1: they're historical figures
2: no, I know. Oh, Some no. of the characters that aren't them, ah, these yeah. side characters, these side assassins that you just kind of meet, like all the Taino right, yeah. assassin. Mm-hmm, She's yeah. awesome. Uh, Nina Rhodes, awesome. All these side characters that you meet, you're like, I'm pretty these sure are all that such- Templar
7: Hunt missions were written by Jill Murray, the writer for Liberation. Oh, yeah. Liberation. yeah They're really sure. good. <laughs> yeah, because she worked on Black Flag. She wrote a bunch of. Um, she wrote all of Avalon stuff. present they side content. Yeah, she wrote all the Avalon stuff mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Richard Fares. Mm-hmm. Um, who's currently working on initiates now well actually he's actually he's the brand narrative director now so, so he so writes w- everything
1: what's initiates i mean i've i've gotten ah. uh, demands to join it from the action figures but yes. uh.
7: <laughs> well now now we can actually talk about it um so yeah initiates is actually um a, a site for that we created because we have a population of fans who are really super hardcore into assassins creed mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that they are being treated with the respect that they deserve, mm-hmm. and that they have a place they can go as kind of like a way to settle all arguments um, <laughs> about the, the canon, right? Okay. The canon of Assassin's Creed. So basically what Initiates is, is it's part um, Assassin's Creed encyclopedia, mm-hmm. um, but it's also part, like, uh, game-to-web, um, so there'll be some interaction between the game and um, your online profile. What it does is it'll sync with your Uplay profile, and it will examine... Um, the things that we can tell, right? So with, with the Uplay profile, you complete actions in the game and you get some Uplay points for that. Well, we wanted to add a little bit of extra value to that. So what it'll do is it'll scan your Uplay profile and it will take a look at all the actions you've completed in the game. And it will go ahead and reward you with the, uh, experience points on the initiate site. They will basically, um, uh, they don't do much now, but they will award you a rank um, on the site. So that you will be like somewhere in the assassin's mm-hmm. you know, hierarchy. Um, and you'll know where you're standing and be able to compare those. But then also you'll be able to earn additional experience points um, with initiates as, as time goes on by completing missions. The missions are interesting because they can be find like a specific memory on the website. Um, so you can scroll through the website and like look through all the past memories of the Assassins, including some of them that are only referenced in Project Legacy, some of them that have only been referenced in the books and things like that. We wanted to bring all of that canon together in one place. Um, so that, you know, if you haven't had a chance to experience those things, you can explore and find out more about Altair. You can find out more about, uh, uh, Claudia Auditore. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, learn about all these things. You can find out what Desmond was doing when he was captured and how that relates in the real world. That's actually how they started the site was, um, when AC3, uh, began. Of course, that was the beginning of the real world story for Desmond Miles, right? Like it it was when the two stories like came together. Mm -hmm. Um, so at the beginning of AC three is uh, the exact same time as um, Desmond's present day story. Those things are in in uh, uh, in sequence, I guess they're like or in step rather than in synchronization. Um, so what you can see is the, like two months prior to that um, on Initiates, you can see uh, Abstergo capturing Desmond, you can see him escaping, you can see, and you follow uh, through satellite photos and things like that um, on a, on like a Google Maps kind of thing. You can follow all that stuff. So. It will give you missions to find specific memories. Mm-hmm. When you do, you'll get awarded with more experience points, but in addition to that, there's also other missions that will be in-game. Um, so, uh, as it pertains specifically to games that we've already released, there are some missions that are for AC3, like go and skin five animals. What, what will happen is, once you opt into that mission, you say, I'm going to take that mission, and you go in, you load up Assassin's Creed 3, um, and the game and initiates will track your performance in Assassin's Creed 3. So it will watch your uh, gamer tag, your PlayStation ID, um, or your um, Uplay ID if you're playing on PC. Uh, and as soon as you've skinned five animals, then it will mark that as completed. It doesn't react instantly. Like, there's still some like like five minutes to half an hour where it needs mm-hmm. to update. Um, and also, like, it helps if you like save the game, like if you quit um, out of the Animus and stuff like that. So that it kind of gives it a bump to like tell it, save the game now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an interesting way that we wanted to try and bring playing the game and being on the website together to make it an interesting place to be. Um, it has some forums that are designed specifically for hardcore Assassin's Creed fans, so you can talk about all the crazy conspiracy theories. Um, and uh, you know, we have a dedicated community team that is thoroughly versed. Um, we have some former uh, moderators for the AC Wiki, Wikia, um, <laughs> mm. on there that have, that have been hired by Ubisoft specifically to make sure that. you know. Um, every single fact is 100% correct. Um, and it's, it's part of a new direction that we want to take. Um, what we'll be doing is also we'll have, as I mentioned, we have community events in AC4. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be synchronizing those community events with initiates events. So not only when you will you earn in-game rewards through those community events while you're playing AC4, but you'll also earn rewards on initiates if you synchronize your account with initiates. Okay.
1: Um, so yeah. you mentioned Project Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this... Seen as the replacement for Project Legacy, is Project Legacy just over? And and it's it's also referenced in AC4. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the, the things where you'll discover it, i.e., the modern day yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: segments. Which I I actually well, I'll let you answer the question
7: first. Okay, and then I'll I'll <laughs> comment on <laughs> sure. on the modern day stuff. Uh, yeah, I, Project Legacy is a tough one to talk about, right? Because We never officially announced that it was canceled, but it, you know, and I am not even sure if I could say now that it is canceled. Well, it just sort of
1: disappeared (laughs) from Facebook.
7: It did. It did. Well, gradually it just became, uh, uh, incompatible with Facebook after a certain number of updates like, you know, and, uh, as, as a project that we were no longer supporting, um, there, there was nobody to, to maintain it, um, and keep it up to code as it were, um, but yeah, I think what the the thing with Project Legacy is, it was a, a project that we all really enjoyed and we all really liked. But it was uh, taking too many resources um, to maintain it uh, and still provide uh, the level of support we needed for our console titles and and for what we wanted to do, um, like with projects such as Initiates um, and then also in Europe, The Watch. Uh, but but so. So we, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's a continuation of Project Legacy, but we do want to provide some sort of, like, narrative-heavy uh, support because there's a demand from our fans
0: mm-hmm.
7: um, to have that kind of content. There are people who want to know more about the universe. Sad Creed's a very narrative-heavy brand. That's true. Um, so, uh, you know, we find that our, our fans are also like in large proportion fans of other very narrative heavy brands like Mass Effect and uh, Fallout and Skyrim and games like these later it's funny because they're all role playing games we're action adventure mm-hmm. um, so it's an interesting mix of fans that we end up having like um, so we want to f- make sure that they're they're getting what they want out of the brand um, but we know that it's not everybody not, not everyone plays Assassin's Creed in order to you know learn about those who came before and get into the Apple of Eden and all that stuff um, but for those who do, we want to make sure that we're supporting them uh, with, with lots of new content.
1: Awesome. All right, I, I did want to talk a bit about the modern day stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I went in very apprehensive of it because <laughs> you, hadn't, you guys hadn't really shown much of no, it, apart no. from a few static screens.
7: Yeah, those came specifically from the community team. <laughs> <laughs> we specifically wanted to release those screens and
2: they specifically <laughs> gave us some we did. We, you, did we gave you man that post screens. that we did but
1: I, I actually really enjoyed it like even though there isn't it, it doesn't have the same action as like Desmond's bits in 3 mm-hmm or in, well, any other game except for maybe one. But it's it's sort of like if if one did not confine you to that one lab and was a bit more interesting in what it let you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you're you kind of set loose to explore Abstergo Entertainment in first person. Uh, you are you, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> you're a nameless character who's, who's just started even working. They not give you a gender? No. No. Oh. It could be either. Your interactions with other characters would work either way. That's true. But, yeah, uh, if if I can spoil something mild here, you yeah. will eventually be called upon to go around hacking okay. the computers you find. And every time you hack something, it unveils either some piece of weird Templar conspiracy stuff or, like, strange design docs that seem to be, like, altered versions of what was actually used I to work on the game. I love
2: <laughs> some of those things that you find where... And, and I think my favorite ones were... Um, because Michael, you hacked all of them, and, yes. and I made sure to go through and hack all mm-hmm. of them as well. Some of my favorites were uh, a an Abstergo worker who has a terrible grasp on how to pronounce names. Yeah, <laughs> was uh, going through and actually rating past characters on the scale of like oh, this guy was like a horror... He was an assassin. And he was such a bad guy. Yeah. And he was Despite blah, 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 blah. supposed
1: dedication to peace, uh, he he used murder. Talk- they and- talked
2: about how, you know, hypocritical all the assassins... So it's like, it's, it's a very Templar way of looking at all of these other characters. And then you have the audiophiles, mm-hmm. which I... Loved. I loved <laughs> the audio files. They're like 10 minutes long each. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah t- toward the end, so it's like, I'm like I like, I have to listen to these later. I'm not going yeah, yeah, to no, do true. that now. They're well, like, certainly when you only have two
7: days to yeah. play games. Yeah. Well, it's yeah.
1: like I listened to a couple of them, and like I couldn't believe it's like, this is seriously 10 minutes long, because you, there's no <laughs> indication of how far along you are in oh, it. There's just a play button the yeah. and subject a pause of, button. Uh,
2: of, or the subject zero ones. Yeah. yeah. You hear young Warren Vidic. so weird they're so weird so
7: awful he's
2: so terrible (laughs) he's such a bad person Mm
7: -hmm. well i mean yeah that's uh, we we really wanted to have darby is a huge uh fan of the present day darby Mm -hmm. McDevitt, lead writer (laughs) Mm -hmm. available in stores now um (laughs) and find a retailers near you well i mean we get it's it's funny like even Even like a couple days ago when we did the Twitch broadcast, we got so many comments just like, what's going on with Desmond? So we know that to to (laughs) a very vocal portion of the community that the present day is extremely important. Now, all the stuff that you guys are talking about, or at least most of it, it's not really required of you in order to complete the game. It's there Mm -hmm. if you want it, but you don't have to do it. Um, I wonder if you recognize the voice of that Abstergo employee, that did the market? No,
2: analysis. I didn't. <laughs> Whose voice was I, that? I, spoil
7: it? I might as well spoil it because yeah. right? it's not really a spoiler. It might, might make people go seek them out. Um, it's Roger Craig Smith, it's the voice of Ezio. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh.
1: So when he's saying, Enzio de Auditorium." <laughs>
2: Because he is, like, hardcore me. American. It's
1: true. It's yeah. true. Avalyn de Grand Prix. <laughs> oh <my God.
2: laughs>
1: I wince hearing these things.
2: Hearing him try and pronounce Connor's real name.
0: Redonkadonk. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I highly so recommend seeking good. those yeah. out. Like you yeah. gotta hack all the conspiracy. I had no. It's idea. a lot that of fun.
1: So <laughs> I, I was really happy with it because one of my favorite bits in Two and Brotherhood were like all the weird conspiracy puzzles with the glyphs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like that's where that subversive element comes back. Yeah. It's in it's in uncovering all this weird Templar stuff. And you know, certain things are less interesting than others, like the the chapter of the book from Oliver Bowden. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe like I'm not gonna read this now. <laughs>
7: it's true, uh, like some of the some of the Well, and that's sort of like all the NS database stuff. It's all in there. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, it's there for you to to peruse it when you uh have the time or the mm-hmm. desire to do so. And
2: there's there's one thing that you find in particular that we've kind of hinted at that's like a nod to another Ubisoft title that you'll find. Oh. It was actually the first thing I found and I had to take a picture because I'm like I recognize that corporation name.
7: Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a, it's a, it's a clever cool. nod. That was I mean that one I think that one might be difficult for people to pick up on honestly cuz I don't um, know how much I think the... if they
2: read that if they read all the way through it they'll start yeah. recognizing words.
7: That's true. That's definitely true. It's like, true. "Oh.
2: <laughs> uh, I
0: recognize all Well, it's all funny cuz a lot of
7: people have asked if there are going to be References to specific games. There are going to be references to yes, characters and things like are. that.
1: Actually, I have one burning question mm-hmm. about that. So, Assassin's Creed Three: Liberation exists yes. as an entertainment product in this world. Yes. What were the first two Assassin's Creed properties in this world? If Three: Liberation is it, it, it exists.
7: Uh, because it's just Liberation. You notice they just refer to it Assassin's as liberation.
4: Creed liberation. I'm pretty sure they don't refer to it as
7: Three. They don't even refer to it as Assassin's Creed. They refer to it as Liberation. Melanie specifically says, perhaps you played Liberation? Oh, that's right.
1: I don't know, but so there,
0: there's, that, it, there's that there's that thing in the... Why
7: they call it Assassin's Creed? It's... Yeah, because <laughs> their whole thing, when the, they do Abstergo. that market analysis...
1: There's that thing in that... The, the lobby at Abstergo, where they yeah. they show the logo, and and it says Assassin's Creed 3.
7: I don't think it says Assassin's Creed
1: 3. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't I'm know. I, sure. I remember being struck I'm by that.
7: Sure. But... I would be surprised...
1: But they do—they it, do, they do the whole
2: market analysis on Avalyn in there. She's the only one that they deem worthy because yeah. if you play through Liberation towards the end, there are moments where it's like, "Oh yeah, I can see why they would say all of these things about yeah. her."
7: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, in the in the in 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 the like uh, the canon. Mm-hmm. For for this, I I don't believe any of the other Assassin's Creed games exist. Um, they know the of the of other Assassins.
2: assassins. There, there's not
1: a, there's not one starring uh, Abbas or Abbas as Abbas? he's referred Abbas? to. Abbas. No,
7: no, they're they're looking into it. Oh, okay. He's a much he's a much better choice than Altair. Mm. Oh yes,
2: Altair <laughs> was stubborn and headstrong and kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not like Abbas.
2: Not like Abbas. <laughs> yeah. I love the way they talk about like. Hmm. Uh, the Borgias and the way they talk about... Oh, they love them. them. Yeah.
0: That was the best thing. <laughs>
2: Until he was struck down by his insolent son. <laughs> his <laughs> life was here. tragically cut short. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. ah, so yes.
7: good. But even even just walking around Abstergo, I mean, there's uh, walking around Abstergo Entertainment, there are a lot of um, really tongue-in-cheek inside jokes that I doubt a lot of people will Finding get. the... Uh,
2: <laughs> abstergo uh employee handbook yes <laughs> that's, yes <laughs> that's not really their handbook
7: jill jill wrote it jill wrote it's, that. So <laughs> it's, it's so good it's so good i really definitely would recommend reading that in its entirety because it's very very good
2: it's so worth it is, is it it's your long, handbook but
1: it's, worth or... <laughs> it.
2: it's supposed to be according to ash he said this not me mm-hmm. it's supposed to be kind of like a little nudge at our, at our handbook, just kind of um, making fun of certain things. It's not actually, joke, it's not actually yeah. the Ubisoft employee handbook. It's yeah. just like making fun of employee handbooks in general, I well, think. They're
1: pretty easy cool. to make fun of. Because oh,
2: yeah. some of them get really goofy.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I, yeah, Assassin's Creed 4, uh, just great game overall. I really enjoyed it. I... Again, I I could have done without the tailing missions. We talked a little bit about this earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I did sort of get the sense that like they were almost obligatory. It's like we we have to have these in here. Let's we'll make them really painless, but yeah. we still have to have them in there. Sorry, you, you still have to follow behind this guy, and he's gonna turn around every mm-hmm. couple dozen feet, and you'll have to and hide. Like,
7: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, to be fair. That's what courtesans are for. Do you That's hire, true. Hire them and That's
1: you, true. And, and I, I did like that they're yourself. back. That you can you can just hire a group of dancers yes. to uh, to walk in the middle of, and you, you can stand like Women of
0: literally two
1: feet away from your tailing target as he's looking right at you, <laughs> and he will not notice you
7: because you're of the dancing a, girls. Yeah. You're just surrounded by. Da- you're just exactly. surrounded by dancing girls. Yeah.
2: These are just my Nothing. ladies. <laughs> these are, these <laughs> my hoes. Just
1: a, a weirdo in a hood surrounded by. Pretty girls. What's what's Can't wrong a fella with this stand picture? With his
2: <laughs> girls in the middle of the street and
1: right next to you. If
2: you uh, <laughs> if you upgrade your your special little home, your island place, your special special zone. Then you can get all those ladies for free. Oh,
7: that's right. Yeah.
2: That's right. You can get free free hookers <laughs> oh my God. by upgrading. That's your, a bullet
1: point on the box, right? Free hookers. Free
2: hookers.
7: Uh, it's a free dancers. dancers. I
1: mean, yeah. Roll out a free hooker DLC.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, we're fresh out of those hookers.
1: <laughs> Just like the early days of EA DLC, or right? it's like get this bonus. Here's some cash that you can spend in the game. Just pay us ninety nine cents. Uh, all right. So we should probably move on because Dave is bored out of his mind right now. Poor Dave. Has <laughs> I just have no idea. Today. He what came on that. to talk about WWE. Yes. And here we are not <laughs> talking about WWE. <laughs> so now you guys should be prepared to be bored. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm
4: so ready.
2: <laughs>
1: Tell us about the WWE.
4: Uh, so, yeah, WWE 2K14. Uh, it's also out on Tuesday amongst like half dozen dozen other games. It's a yearly wrestling franchise. This this time it's being done by 2K. Uh, previous ones were THQ.
2: Womp
4: womp. Uh, <laughs> no one could... I, 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 just, <laughs> I just made a little... Blew, blew a kiss to the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... You know, they've been doing this every year since mm-hmm. the Xbox... Well, they've been doing yearly wrestling games back to the beginning of the PlayStation 1. Right. So, you know, it's been getting a little bit long in the tooth. Uh, they've kind of countered that by like pretty much assembling the best roster ever in a wrestling game, in my opinion.
1: What's so best <clears throat> about it?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, every year, the WWE game has this sort of single-player mode, uh, and this year, it's going through every single WrestleMania, so... The next WrestleMania will be 30, and they go through the first 29. You play, like, critical matches from each one. And in that way, you know, they, they they have, like, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant from the, you know, very early days. And they have Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock from, like, the 90s. And then, you know, coming all the way up to the, today with people like The Undertaker and John Cena. <clears throat> so the roster is really good. The mode itself... Um, it's not as good as as most years, just because it's you'll play one match from one year and be playing as one person, and then you'll be the like the opponent the next year when they have the rematch. And it's just it's not as fun as the single player modes in most other WWE games because they're more of a storyline that you're playing through, so you have sort of more of an investment in that way. And uh, the engine gets a little bit worse every year, so it's it's I enjoyed it, but. Not as much as last year's, but you know that's kind of countered by the fact that the roster is better. So it's it's a weird kind of uh, trade-off, I'd say. Okay.
1: So, but I mean, as yeah. you said, it's getting a bit long in the tooth. It's still developed by Uke, so it's not like there's yeah. a drastic change just because it's gone from WWE 12 to WWE 2K 13.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, when did THQ go out of business? Like 2K what, 14. What? Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they like. 2K when they got the franchise, I don't think that, you know, the way that this game is made I don't think they could have just been like, alright now we're giving it to somebody else, like the game was probably already so far in development that, yeah, if they're gonna make a change, it would probably happen next year also because that's when they'll probably make their first next gen WW game this game is only on current gen consoles, so yeah, I mean you can definitely see that the series is starting to show its age in that in that way, like yeah, same developer the entire generation. They haven't made a new gen version. You think they're it. gonna
1: take a year off and maybe do a new gen version? Yeah,
4: or? I mean that it, it it worked for. I mean, I can't say for sure that it's gonna work, but uh, with uh, the UFC game, you know, they they I think Ux was doing that one too, and those that that, those games are really good. But if they had done that every year, I'm sure I would probably be feeling the same way now about those. But now EA has it and uh i think they're doing it internally i forget which studio is doing it exactly it looks really good i they haven't really shown much of the gameplay but they're doing that only on next gen so really looking forward to seeing how that one turns out and i, mean, I think the wwe kind of needs that same kick in the pants except it's wrestling so it's a fake kick in the pants
1: <laughs> <laughs> so are you are you reviewing it for oxn
4: yeah so yeah I, I gave it a 7.5 i mean i i still enjoy it really really like the roster like i can't can't really think of anyone that i would say like oh that old wrestler he should be in this game only one is roddy roddy piper it's the only one that Mm -hmm. i can like think off the top of my head but really like thorough roster like i so i have to
1: say you're a pretty hardcore wrestling fan so if you give it 7.5 what do you think non-hardcore wrestling fans are gonna think
4: um (laughs) they'd probably be a seven maybe i mean Mm-hmm. No, there's not that many people who I think would just waltz into a GameStop and be like, "I haven't played, I haven't watched wrestling in years. Think I'll buy mm-hmm. that wrestling game. Does it have the Hulk Hogan in it? It has the Hulk Hogan.
1: Uh, <laughs> the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> the Incredible Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, yeah, both the uh, good guy version and the bad guy version when he went to WCW. Ah, in nice. the Can Endo you make logo. them fight? Yeah.
2: I don't know what that means.
4: Well, he it's turned, a symbolic match yeah. that's happening in his brain. He, he joined the NWO oh. and he turned bad. Yep. It was a big He was thing. Hollywood Hulk Hogan a He joined
2: NWA? Right.
1: No,
4: NWO. <laughs> that would be awesome.
2: Right?
1: Qu- quite a different right. organization. Uh, NWO, when he came back like, I'm a big star after doing... What was the thing he did? Sand with Muscles. Trouble in Paris. Trouble in pa- <laughs> pa- What was the one where he was like a nanny from outer space? What? Or
4: Mr. Nanny and... What? He, uh... Not Universal Soldier, something Soldier. Yeah, it doesn't.
1: Well, there, there was one where he—he's a bounty hunter from outer space, yeah, and he comes to Earth and stays with a suburban family. Suburban while he's, Commando. Yes, thank all you. Right. Yeah, that was so
4: stupid. <laughs> that was like the this, stupidest movie. There's not a a Hulk Hogan movie that's not stupid. <laughs> it's true. They're all just varying levels of stupid.
1: Also out since our last podcast, uh, which will come out tomorrow, as of this recording is Batman Arkham Origins, Mm -hmm. which uh, I was hoping to have Henry on to to expound on at length because he's doing the review for Games Radar. But I at least played it a bit myself, and I can say that...
0: I played it a little. Yeah, I played
1: it for, like, a couple hours. Oh. And it feels like Arkham City. It's like, if you like Arkham City, here's more Arkham City with, you know, new areas and new puzzles. And... Like the the part I'm at right now, it really feels like Arkham City because it drops you in a part of the, the part of Gotham that it, it's basically reused from Arkham City and given a, oh. a Christmassy makeover. I love but, that about the game. By but, the way. but there's XCO much is more.
2: Batman. That's right. That's right. true. <laughs> Rick <Drake> Smith. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And he's he's everything place. wrong. And Troy Baker is the Joker. Yes. <laughs> Baker
1: is the Joker. And <laughs> Nolan North is still Penguin, as oh, far as Nolan. I know. Really? I think so. Wow. I can't imagine the whole cast. Yeah. It's video game aristocracy. Right <laughs> I, did, I
7: did see, uh, it was, I don't know, Troy Baker did, uh, like they were just at New York Comic Con and Troy Baker did a reading from the killing joke. It was just oh, yeah. like wow. phenomenal.
2: Oh, he's he he's actually really good. Yeah, no, they
7: apparently yeah, he's, made him do it for his interview, for, or his a, audition rather. Wow,
1: That's he's awesome. a multi talented guy. I remember, I, I met with the developers of Origins at E3 and I just mentioned like there's like yeah Troy Baker and it's like wow he's everywhere he's like the new Nolan North and it's like yeah Nolan North has heard that and he doesn't approve. He's <laughs> like I'm still oh, here my. guys.
7: <laughs> Aww, hey, he is still Nolan everywhere. Nolan North is yeah. on Pretty Little Liars. I is mean, he? Yeah. Oh, yeah He's one of the girl's fathers. Good for him. I don't know what that is. Pretty it's a TV little. show. My, oh. wife, my wife watches it. My sure, wife. Is the, only my wife. Reason, the only reason that I know <laughs> anything about it. <laughs> sure. uh, it was. It was I, got, I got dramatically more interested when I Heard Nathan Drake and Desmond be like, all oh, listen, honey, I, <laughs> thinking, that's, I know that guy." And then I saw him and was super surprised. I don't. The only time I haven't been surprised by what a voice actor looks like is when I saw um, Troy Baker. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. He has a handsome guy yeah. voice. Oh my
7: god, he's a ha- he has a handsome guy voice, and then he's a really handsome guy. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's... he's an incredibly handsome guy. He looks like
1: a blonde Booker DeWitt. He yeah. does. Actually, Booker DeWitt might be uglier than Tori Baker.
7: Certainly by the end of Bioshock. By
1: the middle of (laughs) it, all beat up. Looking
0: haggard. (laughs) That's true. Um. Talking
1: about the -the on-the-box Booker, not the in-game Booker. Mm. It looks Mm -hmm. a little bit different, which is weird. Um, Also, out of of all things this week, Battlefield 4. Mm. Who saw that coming? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Which will apparently... It's
2: not bad company, so I... I just I got nothing for it. I yeah. can't carry it. Yeah. Premature game yet. deal
1: segment <laughs> apparently will be 29.99 I think uh, Black Friday so maybe wait.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Of course, you know the people who are buying Battlefield are going to buy yeah. Battlefield. So Don't buy it now. Buy Battlefield.
2: <laughs> uh, so- by Assassin's Creed <laughs> Yes, oh, okay, fine. I'm not, I'm not saying anything.
7: <laughs> I'm a huge Battlefield fan. No, I, I actually I,
2: really do like the Battlefield games, but again, I'm much more of a Bad Company person. Have, you, have I you, love the Bad Company bad games.
7: Bad Company is just crazy. Like, so, it's good. so good. It's so good. so good. Have you
1: had a chance to play much of 4? Like not really at three?
7: all. Not at uh, all. I played, I played quite a... Well, I would say I played quite a bit of 3, but I actually didn't play all that much, I don't think. I only played
2: like, some of the single player and then some of the multiplayer with uh, Ryan Taljanik from I, Radar.
1: I know 3's multiplayer is very highly thought of. The
2: single player, yeah. no, but...
7: Single no, player, I no, 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 no. had some yeah. issues. I played through the yeah. single player. I think that probably, yeah. Yeah. Colored my opinion of the multiplayer. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Multiplayer I always, is very
2: good.
4: It I always is. I really the single player. They just did 3 last year, right? Uh-huh. No. Well, are, uh, no? No. What was last year's EA shooter? wasn't...
0: Metal
4: It
7: was,
1: wasn't it Warfighter? I'll I'll just take your word for it because I don't want to look things up right now (laughs) because I'm lazy. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
2: because it came out alongside The Last Modern Warfare. Hmm. Uh,
1: Speaking of games I probably won't buy, uh, We Fit You is coming out. (laughs) Oh, my. I don't know who's who the target audience for that is and people who didn't use WeFit and were like, yeah, well, the reason I didn't use it was because it wasn't next gen and it didn't have a touchscreen. <laughs>
2: so
1: I think they'll make all the difference yeah. this time
2: around. I about, need touchscreen with my Wii Fit.
4: That did sell a kajillion copies. That's an actual number. That's the actual number Yes, on the MPDs, <laughs> a kajillion. I think
1: it's kajillion bajillion.
4: Kajillion, all Right. Yeah. Forgot we're off, to, I, You were <laughs> off by a whole bajillion. Yeah. I, I forgot to well, carry the. Well, uh, <laughs> bajillion
1: is a smaller unit yeah. of measurement than yeah, a bajillion, yeah. so it's really you know off by one one thousandth of a bajillion.
4: Yeah. Well, see, you're a using metric
1: only system. One one
4: thousandth
2: of a bajillion? Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God, learn math. What a math. fucking stupid conversation. <laughs> 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 It all started by talking about we fit, so <laughs> it was only downhill from there.
1: And <laughs> more serious news, Deadly Premonition Director's Cut is coming to PC. Yeah. Ow.
2: What's up? Yeah.
1: So, you know, the people who this would be most suited for uh, a very Twin Peaks fans. Bizarre, yes. quirky open world game are finally getting it. Yeah? So hooray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castlevania, what was the Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, the 3DS yes. game, finally getting its HD version this week. Mm-hmm. Yay! And um, <laughs> I think that about does it for new
2: releases. Oh, there's a Zumba <laughs> game coming out.
1: Ah, I should probably mention that Zumba Fitness World Party.
2: If you like dancing, it's a big, to it's a big sassy week for Latin music, Yes, it is. Then you'll probably like Zumba Fitness. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> Wasteland Two.
1: That's apparently oh, happening. So, I guess that's sort of the big deal. That
2: is.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, news? Not much news to talk about. Uh, I think we burned through most of our news allotment talking about Assassin's Creed 4. What? Bop,
7: bop, bop, My plan is working better. So
0: <laughs> no news.
1: Let's skip back to the Halloween theme and last week's question of the week. Now, if you'll recall, last week's question of the week was, what's the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you while playing a game? Not necessarily in the game, but it it can be something that just somebody came up and scared you while you were playing a game in a certain way, Uh, something creepy happened in your house, whatever.
2: I've got a good one. My story is kind of, I guess not really long. I can tell a very short version of it. Sure. So my roommate had never played any of the Fear games, and there's a chance I've already told a story the second half of the story on the podcast before. My roommate had never played any of the Fear games, so we were playing those together. Or I was playing, and she was watching. Mm -hmm. And if you've played those games, you know they're really trippy things that happen. Uh, Hallways full of blood. Alma just appearing out of nowhere. Creepy shit. So we, you know, went to bed after playing this till wee hours of the morning, and this continued for a few nights. And then one night, or one morning, we get up, and... There are all of our shoes, well, all of my shoes, piled in the living room, and there are a bunch of feet prints on the ceiling. so, what the fuck happened in here? Well, turns out, because I used to have a really bad sleepwalking problem, I gathered all of my shoes one night and threw them at the ceiling. (laughs) So that was how that all happened. But it freaked us the fuck out. Uh, Wait, so you did it? I did it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> there was no other
2: explanation. That and one oh. one morning I woke up with a copy of uh, Pokemon Yellow in Japanese in my hand. No idea where Did it you came steal from. steal it? I don't know. It wasn't my roommate's. It wasn't mine. It just was in my hand when I woke up in bed. Very strange, sleepwalking man. Which is some Japan? great stories. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Did you have you like sleep, a, booked a flight to Japan?
1: <laughs> hand transplant at some point? Like get Weebu hands? Uh, just like oh, I got to get Pokemon.
2: I've always wondered why my hands are different.
1: <laughs> like that movie Idle Hands. Anyway, that uh, was my
2: only really scary story. Babe, <laughs> yes. do you have one?
7: No. Well, I. My reaction to uh, the ending of the first Dead Space was extremely animated. Like, more animated than any (laughs) reaction ever. To the point that I was working at GameSpy at the time my fellow uh, editor, Sterling McGarvey, along with everyone else, like, he was the only one that actually said anything about it, thankfully. But everyone else turned around and was staring at me, and Sterling's like, wow, that must be a scary game, because (laughs) the ending happened, and I, like, I I literally screamed. (laughs) Like, I I screamed and I dropped my (laughs) controller and I, like, scooted my chair, which was on wheels, away from the monitor (laughs) because I was terrified of what happened on the screen. Like, it was.
2: I had a really unfortunate reaction like that at a preview event once. so that was and I was playing fucking Resident Evil 6 of all things so it's not even a scary game but it was super quiet and I was walking through a building and all of a sudden like a ceiling panel dropped next to me in the game and I went nope and threw my controller (laughs) (laughs) and everybody in the room turned
0: and looked at me
2: and I'm like I don't I don't like loud noises (laughs) nope nope But I guess we should go on to yeah, community Yeah, we, we should actually answer,
1: or read some of the answers. So Claw started the forum thread. He gets read first. Like many people, I'm sure, my creepiest gaming experience was my first playthrough of Resident Evil. Man, fuck those dogs.
2: Fuck those dogs.
1: Also can be read as, man, fuck those dogs.
2: <laughs> sexy, sexy dogs.
1: Man, fuck those dogs. Yeah, man, fuck 'em. Fuck <laughs> them. Uh, um, let's see Friskitable uh, just posted a couple of YouTube videos From Phantasmagoria right. Which uh, I can play uh, First is Face Splitter So you'll, I'll leave it to your imagination What's going on while you're hearing this
7: Oh dear <laughs>
0: See
1: your screen. Yeah, that was the, Yeah, okay, the face splitter from Phantasmagoria was, I think, the most gruesome special effect I had ever seen in anything at the time when that came out <laughs> in the late nineties. For those of you who don't remember, Phantasmagoria was a live action game by Roberta Williams of Sierra Creative King's Quest. And at the end of the game, you're you're fighting against this demon that's been possessing the main character's husband. And if you don't react to a certain thing in time, it will break down the door of the room you're hiding in, and it's just it's super gruesome. It jams its eyes into or it jams its thumbs, sorry, into her eyes. And as you're looking at her face, it just tears it in half. So you just like see her face split open and get oh stretched God. out of proportion. And it's it's just a prosthetic, but it just looks so gruesome. I
7: guess it would so have to gross. be I don't think a face would do that. <laughs> No, not in real life. I'm going to just say that it wouldn't do that.
2: How many people on this list are going to mention uh, Fatal Frame and the little kids with, like, the little ghosts with the broken necks that crawl across the floor at you? Because those fucking freaked me out. Fuck those ghosts.
4: The Kusabi fucking (laughs) freaked me out. Fuck all those ghosts. All of them. In Silent Hill 4, the room, there's a hole that forms in the wall of the titular room, which lets the player peek at the neighboring apartment. There's a stuffed Robbie the rabbit sitting on the bed, facing left, and that's how the doll stays for most of the game. In fact, most of the time you look through the hole, there's nothing there but the rabbit, kind of slouching and looking away. But then, one time you peek through on a woman. Bam, he's looking back. He's got that. he got blood on his face, and he's pointing at you. That was my breaking point, and I will never forget the terror I felt from that subtle change. This is from uh, La- Waffle Waffle.
2: I'm afraid of. Uh. I'm. I was gonna say I'm afraid of waffles. I'm afraid of rabbits in real life.
4: Really? Yeah. They're so docile and cute.
2: They're adorable.
4: Well, here's uh, the but way I... it looks. If you want to see. Oh it.
2: God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Go Don't to like...
1: lasertimepodcast.com/slash/forums. Uh, uh, lasertime show discussion question of the week number thirty-eight to see what it is. Anne's looking it's at. It's
2: horrible. They're so scary. Yeah, I I don't like rabbits because they don't like me. Um... (laughs) Oh, here's a game that we've talked about on the podcast before. Uh, Token Girl STFU says, Dear Esther, when you first get on the island and you go into the shack with the white paint and you can do nothing but walk around and you don't know when something is going to come out of the shadows and you don't know if you actually have a weapon so you're constantly on edge. Which means when my adorable little dog, Egon, jumped onto my lap and freaked me out so much I tipped over my chair and ripped my headphones off my head, just missing the corner of my TV stand and my certain death. My poor dog stayed away from me for two days.
7: Uh, Ocarina of Time, surprisingly enough. I was around five...
1: Who's who's posted this? Sorry.
7: Oh, I'm sorry. It was uh, a bus full of nuns. (laughs) okay. Okay. (laughs) So it's uh, Ocarina of Time, surprisingly enough. I was around five or six when I first played it, and I was terrified of the second dungeon boss, King Dodongo. I had seen Jurassic Park and had a love of dinosaurs, but the idea of having to fight a giant fire-breathing one was too much for my young mind, and I was not able to get past that boss till many years later, and to think that I hadn't even wist- witnessed the horrors that were Red, red Dead. Oh, gosh. Or or the entirety of Majora's Mask. (laughs) Yeah. Which, yeah, I would have to go with Majora's Mask. That was super creepy. Mm. Especially the weird giant moon with a face on it. Yeah. It
1: was just kind of unwholesome and unsettling. People (laughs) asking you for toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my. Darth Ender X mentions a scenario that's near and dear to my own heart. The fucking Shellbridge Cradle in Thief Deadly Shadows. I can't really enjoy being terrified, so I don't play survival horror games. Never really understood paying money to experience media that makes me feel bad. But I loves me some stealth games, and the Thief series in particular. Unfortunately, halfway through Deadly Shadows, you have a mission where you have to sneak around in an orphanage that got turned into an asylum that then burned down and killed everyone inside. Everything about this level is terrifying. <laughs> the ambient sound. And dear God, the puppets, the undead asylum patients that were given shock treatments, with their crazy movement and the way they make lights flicker around them. I think I spent ten minutes hiding in a fireplace at one point, too scared to come out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, before I read this one, right on the side the right-hand side of the forum pages are the recently released Blu-rays from Amazon, and I just find it funny that the answer I'm about to read is Kama Sutra, Sexual Positions for Lovers. (laughs) So, um... Sensational... Says the bathtub scene in Eternal Darkness was the only time I truly jumped at a game. Looking back on it now, it really wasn't that scary. It just hit me at the right time. By the way, Wikiparas is correct on the pronounce. Yeah,
4: I pronounced. botched his name last. Sensation
2: episode. plus O equals Sensation O. Fun story to the name, which will come at a later date. But yeah, Eternal Darkness. I think I was just talking about this game not that long ago. This is that game where you have like an insanity meter, right? Yes. We were just talking about this today. We were
7: just talking about this today.
2: You have an insanity meter and that was what the bathtub scene he's talking about. I remember playing it. You walk in and the bathtub is filling up with blood or something like that. I can't remember mm. exactly, but I know the bathtub that he's talking about. Does and that yes,
7: affect your insanity meter? <laughs>
2: well, because you, s- you see that kind of stuff because yeah. your insanity meter gets too high. So you start uh. hallucinating. Yeah, the more you
1: see monsters, the more it goes down. And as it goes down, you see weird hallucinations. And things will happen yeah. like you'll just walk into a room and your head will explode. And mm-hmm. you'll be like, I'm dead. And then you'll notice like, oh, no, wait, I'm still walking. And then your arms will fall off. And your torso will explode, and then there'll be a flash, and you'll just be standing outside the room you just entered, as though you haven't actually gone in.
0: Huh. Yeah, it's or th- there was super there was
1: possibly the cruelest prank ever in a game. In there, where you you get to a certain point fairly early on, and then it just like you you accomplish a task that you're set to, like you kill a boss, and then it's like. To be continued in Eternal Darkness Sanity's Redemption. And it's like this fake cliffhanger. And oh, then it's man. like, haha, just kidding. Here's the game.
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, the the part in Batman where it's like uh, the not which one was it? Not even Arkham City. Uh, Arkham Asylum? Arkham Asylum, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you get dosed with the Scarecrow's, oh, yeah, scarecrows, scarecrows Toxin Toxin. And it messes up your whole game. Yeah, and I,
1: I do <laughs> want to say also, uh, for whatever reason, it took me years to catch on to the uh, the meaning of the main character's name. She's Alexandra Roivus. Number one, Roivus is savior spelled backwards, and Alexandra is the female form of Alexander, which means savior of men. So, so they're really she's on that savior, savior twice. Kick. savior, yes. savior, savior, savior. She's the savior of saviors.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: A jar says Silent Hill 2 the whole game. I gave the HD collection a shot after having put the game down for nearly 10 years, and it still has the power to get under my skin like nothing else. Nothing from current gen has even approached this level of unsettling gameplay. After searching the apartment building near the beginning, overhearing unexplained thumping noises, seeing glimpses of pyramid head in inaccessible parts of the building, and feeling completely cut loose from the hand-holding I've come to expect from current-gen games, I felt helpless and entirely lost in the atmosphere. When will we get another survival horror game that approaches that this kind of authentic creepiness? Yeah, I was the a evil with it. And then oh, he adds, I guess.
1: and Ravenholm.
4: Yes, I, I don't know what that We don't go to yet. Ravenholm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's from Half-Life 2. Oh. It's It's the creepiest part of that game. <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah. ooh.
1: <laughs> then throw a saw blade at him with the gravity <laughs> cut him in half they crawl towards you anyway It's true. They do. above up says I was playing Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind when suddenly a Dunmer called out to me you know why? strangely enough no battle music started playing no close captions appeared for I may be mispronouncing that it's an apostrophe w a h uh, no closed caption appeared for his battle cry after much exploring, it turned out there were no NPCs in the area at all, and as I was about to get the hell out of the area, I heard it again. At that point, I realized I had played the game way too much, was incredibly sleep-deprived, and was probably losing it. That's the moment I had to get myself to stop
4: playing the damn game.
7: <laughs> I will read Stabby
4: Joe's.
0: Stabby Joe.
4: That name is already scary. <laughs>
7: In Fallout 3, I accidentally stumbled upon the seemingly normal Dunwich building. How wrong I was.
1: Name should be a dead giveaway.
7: (laughs) (laughs) I'm greeted with an audio log that only gets progressively more sinister. Strange echoes throughout, moving doors and trash, sudden, sudden hallucinations, and finally a horrific cultist shrine underground. The moment my character appeared as if he was in the present day met by an office worker only to be a half-melted glowing corpse was one of the creepiest moments of the whole game, and all by accident. Later I met an NPC who said that building had, quote-unquote, bad mojo. You don't say!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Counterweight72 says, For my birthday, I received a bunch of Saturn games. Many are the ones that I asked for: Panzer, Dragon Force, Shinobi, but there was one that I did not recognize. It was a black cover with a zombie on it, and in red writing, Resident Evil. I decided to wait a little bit to play RE. Big mistake. As <laughs> night began to creep in, I popped Resident—he keeps calling it RS—in my Saturn, and my nightmare began. The beginning of the game was not so bad until I had to go through the hallway on the right of the main floor. I was slowly creeping along the hallway, not knowing what to expect. And then, bang! Uh. Dogs burst through the windows and they <laughs> to viciously attack me. <laughs> I tried to run, but I was cornered and end up, ended up dying. That was my first experience with a game that actually gave me a scare.
0: Fuck those
1: dogs! <laughs> fuck those dogs! Man, fuck those dogs! <laughs> fuck those Man, fuck those dogs! <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh.
1: It's also worse as a command. Man, fuck those dogs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Bladed Falcon has kind of a long one, All right. but I'm going to read it anyway. Fatal Frame came out pretty much at the ideal time to scare the shit out of me. As a teenager, old enough to, oh, I'm guessing to want to play. It says to ant to play. Uh, old enough to want to play horror games, but still enough of a hormone-filled wuss to be very affected by them. The game had plenty of jump scares, of course, but what stood out was the chi- was just the chilling atmosphere that the game had in gener- general. A mostly calm, serene-looking Japanese mansion further enhanced the uneasiness that in any moment, a haunted soul could materialize virtually at any moment and from any place. And yet... What is probably the time I've been scared the most wasn't actually caused by the game, but by my older brother who knew I was playing the game at night for the most part and with my door closed. One night, he left the door of the room slightly ajar without me noticing, and while I was navigating a particularly creepy ritual mask-filled room, motherfucker burst through the door and <laughs> snarled at me, making me squeal like a girl and drop make me drop the controller. His controller. Fucking thing didn't break, though, otherwise it might have served as payback for pulling that prank on me. <laughs> I've broken a couple controllers but mostly out of rage
1: William D83, D83 says in September of 2001 I ended a year long relationship with a depressive and self destructive girl named Adi she was a good person at times and I felt horrible for finally leaving her but I just couldn't take it anymore and then Silent Hill 2 came out the feelings of loss, guilt, and isolation hit me so goddamn hard that I actually considered getting back together with her and somehow saving both of us Here's the creepy part. A few months after I broke up with her and things calmed down, a girl that closely resembled her started coming to the video store I worked at. We chatted a bit, and she was really cool and sweet. In fact, the girl was like a younger, nicer, cuter version of Adi. Her name? Adina. Like fucking Mary Maria in Silent Hill 2. It was just too weird for me, and definitely informed my decision to not pursue further contact. Such a bizarre period in my life, and partly due to fucking games.
2: <laughs> that was a weird story.
7: Yeah. yeah. Emotionally charged.
4: <laughs> <clears throat> Zeb364 says, If I had to pick one, I would have to go with the entire opening bit of Bioshock, where you're being stalked by the spider splicer. Mm-hmm. You see your brutal- brutally eviscerate that terrified guy with a gun, and then immediately turn to you, and then somehow vanish Repeatedly, You have no means of defense until you eventually get the wrench. And even then, the last thing I wanted to do was get close to that thing.
2: That was a freaky... I made my, my little brother play that recently. <laughs> it was so much fun watching him squirm. <laughs> but yeah, that was a... I, I remember that beginning well.
7: So this is from Arkidraka. For me, it was when me and my brothers were playing Chrono Trigger for the first time. We'd stayed up late because we were trying to beat Lavos. Got really far and died. It was like 1 a.m., and since we've been playing virtually all day, changing out to eat or relieve cramped hands, and, quote-unquote, when the world refused to change, popped up on the all-black screen after we died, we were too creeped out to continue. It took us almost two days to get back to the game, and less than two hours to beat it twice after that. New Game Plus, it really shouldn't have gotten to us so badly, but the light in the room was burning out, and the TV was beside a large bank of windows facing the woods, in which we'd seen... (laughs) A lynx less than three days before. Yeah.
5: <laughs> all right,
1: one more short one I'm going to read uh, in my most terrifying spooky voice because it's terrifying. Cody Stovall says, Oh my God, you guys have
2: butchered all that is Pokemon pronunciation. One thousand face palms. You kind of sound like Bane. <laughs> if he was being slightly ghost-like. guys have
1: butchered everything that is Pokemon pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's
2: because we aren't really
1: fans
2: wait is he talking about the pokemon show
1: no i, I can't imagine he would be the
2: pokemans
1: the pokemans the, you don't like the pokemans the whole reason i got uh carolyn and brett and henry to to do that one is because they're delirious about pokemans while i'm completely indifferent to them and pokemans. then when we answered
4: their question of the week as, we as, butchered that's, every
1: that's, that's true, yeah. that's true, alright. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yes. yes. But as as a complete Pokemon ignoramus, yeah. uh, I claim every right to mispronounce absolutely everything. Yeah. Including Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon. Pikachu. Pocket monsters. <laughs> Pikachu. Yes. <laughs> that that <laughs> that guy from racist. Assassin's Creed 4 needs to read Pokemon <laughs> names. Oh yeah.
7: Which one?
2: The uh, Abstergo employee. Yeah. Oh, yes. That apparently is actually Lightman. Roger Craig Smith that I didn't know. Well,
1: Bulbasaur. <laughs> Bulbasaur.
2: <laughs> <Whatever>. Altair.
1: Altair. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Altair. Altair Ibn Lahad.
2: Ibn Lahad. Oh, <laughs> ah! <laughs> <So> bad.
0: <laughs>
2: That's so American.
0: <laughs> uh, it's
1: ugly American is what that is. Anyway, new question of the week. What were you for Halloween this year? Did you celebrate Halloween? Why or why not? Tell us about your costume. Post pictures, and maybe we'll post them uh, along with the following week's article. Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com forums and talking to us in uh, Lasertime show discussion, or just comment under the article. Anyway, that's our show. We're going to wrap it up now with some plugs. You can follow me at Wikiparas on Twitter or follow the show at VGApocalypse. You can also read my review of Assassin's Creed 4, in which I gave it a 9. At oxmonline.com. Dave, you
0: go.
4: Uh, I'm at Dave Rudden. I also write for OXM. Host KOXM. Um, my review of WWE 2K14, it will be up around the same time as your review of uh, Assassin's Creed 4. I didn't quite like it quite as much as you did your game. No. but uh, it's uh, very sad. Yes. And uh, to that extent, I also host the Cheap Podcast on the Laser Time Network. That's about wrestling. So there'll be a new episode of that around the time that this posts. So, Gabe? Oh, uh, So sure you have many
7: things to plug. Yeah, we have a game coming out. It's apparently, <laughs> sort of a big deal. It's apparently reviewing very well. Really? Um, so, uh, yeah, you can, uh, follow me at UBGabe on Twitter, U B I G A B E. And then also be Ubi sure to. Gabi. follow. Yeah. <laughs> be sure to follow the Assassin's Creed Twitter. It's at Assassin's Creed with no apostrophe. And, uh, there's Assassin's Creed Facebook page, facebook.com slash. Assassin's Creed. There's a, we have a Google Plus page. I think it's Plus page Google slash Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I just search for Assassin's Creed. It's on there. <laughs> we got we got all kinds of we got all your social medias. We got an Instagram. We got we got a Tumblr, Vine. Mm, wow. Assassin's Creed <laughs> slash Tumblr <laughs> <laughs> com. You guys assassin's
2: aren't fuck yeah Assassin's Creed. Well. No, <laughs> no. But we used
7: to we we work with them all the time. They actually changed their name to Everything Assassin's Creed. Oh, oh. Or rather, oh I like or fuck yeah or Assassin's Creed. Everything Ass Creed. <laughs> well, it was difficult to like use. I don't know. It was difficult to I, link to. I know. Fuck was, yeah! I so was fuck kidding. Fuck, <laughs> <ass> Creed. <laughs> on, <laughs> on fuck yeah! Creed. Fuck so, yeah! On the Facebook page.
1: as long as we're talking about the ass names, what was the internal reaction at Ubisoft when people Ask started, Creed Broho? Well, I, I always I, I started referring <laughs> it to Ass Bro after a uh, <laughs> PvP strip. <laughs> Did that ever make it to the developers? How'd they react? Yeah,
7: we, uh, we uh, <laughs> not <laughs> right, do we that. Don't, no, all right, all no right, we don't right. we don't.
1: Okay. 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 Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, continue.
7: Yeah, I think that's I think that's everywhere you can get a hold of me. Please Please be sure to go out and pick up Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, available at stores now. Yeah, I, I endorse console. that
1: opinion.
0: <laughs> Me too.
2: We've all finished it. It's not, very not just good. because
1: I'm a consumer whore, but because I am a genuine fan of it. I, I really feel it's an amazing game, and I wholeheartedly endorse it.
0: Yeah, and we
2: endorse it not just because we're company chills, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> because it is a genuinely good
7: game. I've kind of given up saying it's my favorite Assassin's Creed since the last Assassin's Creed because I, I find myself saying that every year. <laughs> so, so I just I just stopped saying it after. Yeah. A
1: while. It's my favorite Assassin's Creed since the last three or four Assassin's Creeds. <laughs> I, r- I really feel it, it. It rivals two as the best really one in does. the series
0: in my
2: mind. Yeah, and. Oh, I'm on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> I am at BDR and Lewis on Twitter. And you can read things I have written on the UBI blog, ubiblog.com or blog.ubi.com. Like I said earlier in the show, I just posted a feature all about every weapon you will have access to in Assassin's Creed, including everything on the Jackdaw. Let's see. Follow Ubisoft on Twitter and like the ubisoft page on facebook that's
0: all
1: that reminds me i'm writing assassin's creed themed things for games radar again so you can uh read one of those that went up last week uh six i think it's six places assassin's creed 5 should go that you wouldn't expect where i got to stay up all night doing historical research (laughs) and uh i may be doing another thing on the characters and comparing them pretty soon so look out for that Meet so anyway that's our show thanks for listening everybody and thank you gabe again for generously donating your time to talk about assassin's creed 4 with us for almost an hour absolutely my
7: pleasure thanks for having (laughs) me on the show
1: (laughs) all right good night everybody see you next week
0: Oh, oh you win, you win. <laughs> so violent. I'm such a
1: pussy. Oh my god.